This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. What is going on, everybody? It is episode 228 of Pop Culture Crisis. My name is Brett. I am here with my co-host. Would you introduce yourself, please? (laughs) Wow, so calm today. (laughs) Hello, crisis actors. It is Mary. Happy to be here on this lovely Thursday. And we have another new face for you. Weirdly enough, they keep showing up. I don't know. Like we, we didn't invite where him. Where do we find these up. people? Just... Where do we find these people? Uh, introduce yourself, please. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Kellen. I'm not really sure how I got here. There was just a door open, so I, I kind of uh, <laughs> just entered. Um, and they said, "Here, put these headphones on." So now I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. We were like, uh, "You're supposed to be here, right?" He's like, I, "I'm sure. I think, yeah, yeah." yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I'm really excited. I think we got a lot of. Uh, hot and spicy things to talk about today uh before we do that tell everyone what it is that you do here what it is exactly you do here so um uh i'll actually i usually work over on timcast irl over in that studio i work behind the scenes if you uh, ever check out the youtube clips uh those are done by me um so that's what I do here, uh, and then I'll bother you guys from time to time. He's exactly. a close associate of marketing man extraordinaire, Dane Font. Yeah, that's true. It's, uh, it's one big fa- Who, family. Who, by yeah. the way, is going to be on the show tomorrow after a long hiatus. Thankfully, he's coming back, and we're going to do a meme review with him. The very first meme review. I have to shill that. Go to the subreddit for Pop Culture Crisis. Submit all of your memes or out-of-context clips or whatever that's related to the show or related to topics that we talk about. Whatever you'd like, submit that before the show tomorrow, and we're going to review it on the show. Speaking of shilling. Yes, there's another thing I want to shill. I'm just shilltastic today. We've got a referral link in the description that I want you to click. It helps us earn points in Jeremy's Razor's competition. We want $250,000 prize, and it will help you get 35% off a Daily Wire Plus membership or $12 off of a Jeremy's Razor's Founders Kit. You could, uh, you could have Kellen's mustache. Yeah, yeah. There, there is actually an episode of uh, Cast Castle when we did a fake Jeremy's Razor's <laughs> shout out. <laughs> um, so that, that, would work, that would work pretty well. That's funny. Perfect. All right, so this is what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about a, a movie that just uh, essentially got ended because it uh, the creator of it, Vox Day, it's a, anti-woke is how they advertise it, but it's a comic book movie based on Arkhaven Comics' alt-hero line. Uh, it was Vox Day working with uh, Chuck Dixon and a bunch of other people. There's a bunch of articles on uh, bounding into comics. They do a lot of crowdfunding stuff, and uh, they ran into some trouble with uh, a scammer who, who, uh, who took a bunch of their money. Uh, after that, we're going to talk about the ongoing saga of Olivia Wilde that I, you know, I keep praying every day 
day. It's kind of like <laughs> you guys with Ezra Miller, hoping Ezra Miller won't come back up every day. I check the news to make sure there's no Olivia Wilde stories. Alas, but there always my, are. But there, that, whether it's her telling you to avoid the burning hellfire of misogyny <sighs> or uh, giving you her new salad dressing recipe, mm. there's always something new from Olivia Wilde. You know what would be fun is to to feed into one of those AI art generators, burning hellfire of misogyny, and see what comes. Burning out. hellfire of salad dressing. <laughs> So we're going to talk about that and all their drama. Mary loves the drama. I'm 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 ambivalent about the drama. I'm a Mary, drama queen. She loves the drama. Admittedly. <laughs> and after that, we are going to talk about a survey that says that three out of five Americans just want to go watch movies and streaming services just for the villains. Does that make us the baddies? I have no idea. We'll find <laughs> out. We will find out. So if you guys are ready, we will just get right into it. Mary, are we ready? We're ready. Kellen, are we ready? I'm good to go. Let's do this. All right. So it says... Anti-woke superhero movie blown up in $1 million con. This is from the Daily Beast, so allow the bias to sink in. Uh, it's, it's The Daily Beast sucks. We understand that. There's a lot of editorializing in this article. Yeah, but the angle they're coming at it from is calling the creator of this series, the comic book series, a grifter. Yeah. And essentially saying that it's his fault that his project failed. When it's and not. And crowdfunding failed. When he got scammed on an epic scale, it seems like. So it says, uh, so it says in an attempt to make a right-wing superhero movie uh, has, in, has ended in disaster with $1 million missing in China mm. as a participant fa- facing federal indictment. I quote, I wouldn't count on getting the money back, on us getting the money back, Theodore Beale, a far-right blogger known as Vox Day, admitted to his fans and investors on a video last week. Uh, this isn't Beale's followers. Uh, this this isn't how Beale's followers uh, thought their investment would go in 2019. They they set out to raise seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars to uh, launch this film, which is called Rebels Run, mm-hmm. uh, based on an Arcaven comic series called Alt Hero. Uh, I I know Chuck Dixon. I, I know a lot of their work. He works with Zach and stuff like that. So uh, the comics look like they've done fine. Like I said, I'm not super familiar with the source material, but I do know of all that stuff. And it seems like the comics did all right. There was a bunch of articles written about it but something like this with that much money they they set out to raise seven hundred fifty thousand dollars they raised over a million dollars and then they had to put the money somewhere this sounds like an eric july level scandal but for different reasons yeah he went to a parallel economy banking option called ohana it was called ohana and it didn't work out for him. So Eric July gave his money to, in PayPal. Well, people paid in PayPal and, and, he, and they he held had on to it. over a million dollars yeah. of customers' money in PayPal that was crowdfunded and it got locked and almost like permanently taken away from him. Yep. And then it looks like this million dollars just vanished into thin air. So it says, Ohana was the creation of James Wolfgram, a self-described cryptocurrency billionaire who posted pictures of sports cars that supposedly belonged to him on social media. But in fact, according to federal indictment filed last month, Wolfgram's uh, wealth was a sham. The sports car pictures, for example, were pulled from websites. (laughs) Many such cases, by the way. Yeah, Wolfgram's business also (laughs) sold uh, that they were billed as a high-tech cryptocurrency mining rigs, but those were also a hoax, according to prosecutors, with their screens just running on a loop to create oh the illusion my. of mining. Wow. 
Yeah. Uh, unbeknownst to Beale and his supporters, and this is the part that's important here, is like they, like I said, the way the article is framed is they're making it seem like he did something wrong, but he just trusted his money with the wrong guy. What they believe he did wrong is make a comic book series for right-wingers or anti-woke people yeah. about a busty redhead that wears a Confederate flag bikini. <laughs> Well, now, you can do that if you please. I think it's cringy. I don't know about you, Brett. Um, I, I thought the trailer was cringy. Oh, let's, watch, let's watch the trailer. We have the, we have the trailer for it. Well, by the way, we barely were able to attain a version of the trailer that was still up on the internet because it was taken down off of YouTube and then Vimeo and then all of the articles that had it embedded. Yeah. It, we couldn't play it. Well, I, and I mean, then I, I found it reposted. Yeah. They maybe took it down because of legal reasons to do with the yes. lawsuit. Probably. Yeah, and then no. when I tried to go to his original blog post announcing the movie, yeah. that was taken down too. Hearing all the talk, like we're going to talk. Let's let's watch the trailer. Say so we'll talk about it's the heavy handedness of the trailer that that yeah. comes across as cringy to me. But also there's some other. <laughs> it's stuff not in even there. really a trailer, guys. It's more of a, a pitch to investors yeah. to get more money after the initial yeah. one million was crowdfunded. So here we go. All across the Western world, arrests are taking place. Neos, ultras, nationalists, old homes. That's taken from uh, The Dark Knight Rises. That is the scene of Bane. I'm almost positive that's the scene of Bane. Uh, being transported to the aircraft at the beginning. <laughs> now, the, the point is Chuck Dixon yeah. worked on this and he created Bane. Please. So that, of course, makes it all right. I don't know. That is very clearly from Logan. Works. Yeah, the, that's the new stuff. That's from Logan. Logan. You will not be warned. There is no escape. The global crackdown on hate has begun. <laughs> Why is it in a French accent? I have no Why? idea. That's a so so Scooter Downey's he's been on Tucker Carlson before. I saw that. Uh, I know Chuck Dixon. I don't know the um, the rest of the team other than Vox Day being mentioned because Vox Day did stuff with um, Owen Benjamin, who's not in my realm of people that I watch. But uh, you know who they are through like third party. And, and Vox Day like founded Viral Films yeah. Productions. Yeah. I do it. <laughs> There's the Confederate flag bustier. I, I do support the the inclusion of redheads, though. That's a good point. That, and like, the inclusion of women who are hot and yes, not, not hot. Hot women uh, and redheads should be staples in Hollywood. You're, you're like almost there, and then you lose me with the uh, crackdown on hate. Yes. Thing. Yeah. Um, Ride never ends. No, okay. So the rest of this is interviews with the people involved in the project, and I wanted to show Chuck Dixon's part. Yeah. Do you want to play it? Should we play it? And by the way, this guy, this was released in 2019 was when this came out. This yeah. was the pitch for the movie. And now that m- money is now gone now, three years later. I don't know. You know, 
I was on Batman for 11 years. Uh, I got to co-create Bane, the Batman villain. I worked on the Punisher, my favorite character, for a long time. All right, very cool. There you go. I think the idea of turning the all-hero universe loose on the film medium, it's, it's, it's unique. You know, it's the first ever independently produced comic book movie. To my knowledge, no one's ever done this. It's historic, and I'm excited to launch this journey uh, with a lot of talented people. Black Day is awesome to work with. He's unusual in that he keeps all of his promises. So, oh, no, we need to just show the next... The Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> yeah. holding up the champagne glass so, right after he says he follows through on all yeah. of his promises. So, so the trailer was from 2019, but they're just saying now that the, the money's gone through the Ohana Financial Services. That he used it to yeah. pay back debt to a Chinese company that made like medical protective gear in yeah. 2020. Have yep. there been updates or anything? You said this was from 2019. The trailer was from 2019. The money's gone now. Yeah. Have they been posting any sort of updates for the fans that did jump in on there is an ongoing legal, legal investigation yeah. from the sec and i found a tweet that um showed a screenshot of the video's transcript for the for the trailer that was mostly deleted from the internet um and someone said always good when the transcript of your groundbreaking alt-right superhero movie trailer is called exhibit f on sec.gov yeah and look, so they this, they just think that this is an L for right wingers yeah. and they feel like dunking on it for that reason. I don't think it was his fault, fault personally, but he also made something that was kind of well, like you, you mentioned opinion. Eric July. And I think that's a, it's a great comparison because Eric July, I would say, I mean, I have not read Isom yet. I'm waiting for that to get to me. Um, but I would say that's an probably pretty apolitical and they're still coming after him because he wanted yeah. to yeah. go and create his own thing like if you follow his twitter account he's constantly posting screenshots of the the stuff that people Same say to him, him. like yep. he posts he's like i was able to pay my mother's car off yep. and, and people his, found a problem with that his project is a lot it i mean obviously it's um bold to try to crowdfund anything independently uh, put out a comic book series yeah. like that but making a movie is an even larger endeavor than that and it requires an even larger fundraising campaign well, yeah it was like a million like what is a million dollars can't make a superhero movie that's on par with no. big studios yeah. so i don't know what he hoped to achieve with only a million yeah, um, and the, uh, one of the comments says it doesn't. It sounds like they were they were super conservative and right. They weren't super conservative and right wing if they were willing to invest uh, so much money in a Chinese company. It was the guy he invested his money with that invested in the Chinese company. Yeah, Ohana, which is not a necessarily a right wing uh, company. It's just somebody that they said get, helps. This bank. alternative yeah. banking service also worked with a Chinese company that made like face masks or something. Yes, they got into debt with them and used the one million approximate fundraiser money to pay off this Chinese company. It, was, like, it basically got scammed out of money. Like that, so it wasn't, it wasn't Vox Wolfram. basically got scammed. Yep. Um, so that's not his personal fault. I, I will say though, um, if you make something that th is this hyper-political yeah. from the jump, when Ripiverse in comparison is not at all like that, nope. um, 
you're gonna have more of a niche audience yeah. and you can't get as much done with well that. you know this was a movie and it got million dollars ripperverse is purely yeah. a comic and what are they up to like 3.5 million 5. something like that yeah you know so people will you know yep. vote with their wallets on what they want to see. So it says Wolfgrim now faces four counts of wire fraud over the rebels run money and other aspects of his business. While the film's investors may someday recoup a portion of their money through the legal system. Beale has given up on funding a superhero movie major setback and getting a movie made is a, her- a Herculean effort uh, yeah. on the be- in the best of times. Getting it done independently is very, very difficult. And to be honest, what this does, it makes me appreciate the daily wire even more like what they've managed to accomplish with very little in the way of drama and they just make what they yeah, need to make and they, and they get it done uh, and they're not doing it through crowdfunding. They're, you know, they're self-financed. I hope that this blow up doesn't discourage other people from going independent exactly. and crowdfunding their projects, whether it's a movie or a comic book series Don't or whatever. Don't invest money with crypto billionaires who post it, fake pictures. But it, at some point, <laughs> like cars. he probably did that because he had already been kicked off of mainstream yeah. pra- payment processors and banks. Yep, that's what they say And here. like, so we're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. So Eric July uses PayPal. He gets punished for that. And then Vox Day uses an alternative service that gives banking to the unbankable Which or is, banking to the debank. It's like loan and sharks. And he still yeah, yeah. he still is punished for making that decision and trying to uh, support a parallel economy type of business because the sharks come out when they smell blood in the water and when you can't bank. So there's essentially means, nowhere to go. Nope. It seems. Yeah, this is what it says. Is that Hanna's promotional material puts it, according to prosecutors, the firm offered banking to the unbankable. On November 5th, 2020, Beale transferred $1 million to Ohana. Ohana means family, right? Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> that is ironic. And, that's uh, a Lilo that, and Stitch reference it, yes. for uh, those of you out there. Movie. For what? those fans out there. I know you're out there. Wasn't there a lot... Uh, <laughs> this is a little bit of a segue, but wasn't there a live-action Lilo and Stitch that they announced couple years yes, ago? Yes, there was. Oh, I don't, I don't that know must whatever, be in development then. Must be still that. be working. Yep. Is Lilo a Disney princess, by the way? That's a great question. She's Probably my not. Disney princess. She's not a princess. I mean, so it's like you can't, you can't win with this. If you try to go through traditional means, they censor you or they tell you. Granted, like Owen Benjamin. We're and like, those dudes, don't get discouraged, but also you can't win and there's no way out well, of this. But I also <laughs> want to point out that like also like like try to think of like where you stack up in like in your belief in what you post to somebody like you know in benjamin a vox day like i i i'm never gonna have trouble with that stuff maybe like working for tim will someday bite me i don't think so but like i'm pretty apolitical in my post so i don't think i would have anything to worry about but most people you shouldn't have to worry about sharing your opinions however bad or awful people might find them me included if i find your opinions awful that doesn't mean you should not be able to uh, raise money and use banking. That's obscene. Yeah. Daily Beast made sure to mention the opinions that Vox Day holds that they find most ab- abhorrent. I think they're totally irrelevant to the situation at hand. Yeah. And to say that someone shouldn't be able to earn a living, not just earn a living, but make a profit um, because of the beliefs that they hold, it's really a violation of their conscience 
and it's basically saying that you want them dead without saying it. Oh yeah, that's I mean that, like the, it's almost homicidal rage that they have. Twitter, the the natural outcome of like what the people on Twitter want for you is to starve to death in a box. Yeah, in the rain. That's what they want. They don't. They want every. <laughs> I mean, what other conclusion is there? <laughs> that there there is like well yeah sure well we're not saying that you like free it's it's when people use that uh, there's nothing I hate more than uh free speech is free but not free from consequences oh yeah it's, and supposedly getting a million dollars stolen from you is the consequence. I bet they're working situation. real hard. They're like, well, maybe if you voted for Bernie, situation. this would be fine. They think that the investors might get a portion of their money back after the SEC investigates. Yeah. But, like, what reason does the SEC have to uh, personally I mean, care about about them? I mean, the SEC is they're gonna they're gonna just crawl. They're gonna shuffle their feet. I mean, if it you takes guys, so long if to, you guys saw yeah. the Big Short, they've got um, a nice little. Uh, graphic in the end credits where they're like oh you know uh you know we totally held um all those bankers accountable for the 2008 crash none of that happened yeah it was a joke it was satire so so it's, i'm gonna read the last bit about it so they kind of really understand you mentioned it earlier like where the money went but it says unbeknownst to beale and his supporters the indictment alleges wolframe was deep uh wolfgram was deeply in debt to one of this business's other clients the client had paid for more than uh four million dollars in september 2020 several months uh into the covid 19 pandemic as part of what was meant to be payments to a chinese manufacturer of ppe equipment so instead of carrying out on the transaction prosecutors allege wolfgram spent his million on his own unrelated expenses, including the one million that he got from the from uh, Vox Day. I'm looking at comments on a Bounding into Comics article from 2019, back when they first announced. Yep. And one person said, "This movie is going to suck." <laughs> six thumbs up and six thumbs down. I do think that there's like they, like you're, you're supposed to like. I think people just assume that you're just going to support it because it's not mainstream and that's not how it works for me like vox day has his super fans that believe in anything he does but you can't reach a mainstream audience or people that haven't heard of you before or heard of your comic books before when they're this outwardly yeah political messaging when that's exactly what people are asking the the they're asking for the opposite of that right now in yeah. the comic books industry they're asking for apolitical, good storytelling yep. that doesn't browbeat them. Right. And you don't want, even if you are someone that agrees with either liberal or conservative uh, policies, you don't want that thrown in your face. You want to enjoy a good piece right. of art. Yeah. You know, the character could, can be conservative, but you don't need that painted all over the, mm -hmm. the movie, you know? Apparently, I, some people want that, but it's only probably his super fans that right. what do they call him dark lord <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> um I, I admit that i had never heard of Vox. they Day. call him supreme dark lord of the evil legion of evil and they describe themselves as his minions i watched part of his um stream with ricada law yeah and that okay. was the extent of what i knew of him that was about that was, that was it, also so. back in 2019 um there was a lot of you know attention stirred up for this project at the time because yep. people are excited to support 
independent artists and filmmakers. Also, like scroll back to 2019, it was a different time. People were probably a lot more like um, fervent. Like I feel like a lot of the energy now is just like people just are just beaten down just by, by a lot out? of this. Like, why is that? Uh, I think people are just kind of like. At and least what stage into... are we at with uh, like Comicsgate? <laughs> Yeah, uh, I mean, I that's like comics gate is is not even a thing. Like, it's like there's like different factions. Yeah, uh, and it's it's its own separate thing that I followed in the beginning, but now I just have this the few creators that I watch their content from, and Zach, who I watch the most of, doesn't even really consider himself there. He just gets lumped in there because anything that's not mainstream is considered comics gate. If you think that uh, politics should be left out of it, or if you're kind of in support of uh, customer like giving the customer what they want, which is what mm-hmm. it was really all about. So, yeah, it was... I, I thought the trailer was kind of cringe. I thought that the, the girl did an, an okay job. Uh, did you said some... You had some choice words for the girl. I, yeah, but it's like, that's been done before. I mean, there yeah. there is Scarlett Johansson in the MCU. Yeah. So they've kind of... To me, that's just... He's copying another thing that's been done. Well, like, uh, no, but like, I mean, using a redhead. Yes, Scarlett Johansson was a redhead in that, but that's the exception, not the rule. Now, there's far less redheads well, in Hollywood, true. so so more redheads is always a good thing. The prevent- consumption of that character was a different time. Only you country. can prevent the ginger side. <laughs> Only yes. you. Only you. But I was thinking when we watched that that clip of Vox Day just like raising his champagne glass and like looking Gatsby. knowingly at the camera. Uh, I was thinking maybe he was planning this all <laughs> along and he's in cahoots with Ohana. Could be. Uh, uh, I don't know. I just, uh, I didn't like the, it, maybe <laughs> maybe it was it was less the politics and more to me, it was it was the using footage from other movies that really bothered me. I understand. Well, they didn't a, have I actual footage to show yet. I understand it's a pitch, but maybe just use the footage you have and yeah. That's you know, just, that's I'm, just me. I'm really curious to these crypto mining rigs and what they looked like and how, how, he how they bamboozled people into this. Yeah. He's like, yeah. look at how high tech we are. <laughs> there are so many grifters like that on Instagram. That, oh, yeah. like, and it's just so easy to get away with it, too. If I was you, just looking at like the people that peddle gambling yeah. addiction to children on Twitch. And like even just the... Um, Oh, what is his name? Mm. Which one? The he was literally just in all of the headlines and then completely disappeared. He was for gambling. No, no, no. Oh, I'll remember it later. Not Kanye. <laughs> I'll remember it later. The the um dating like red pill kind of coach guy. Oh, what, what was his name? It's know. so it's such a psyop. I feel like a victim of a psyop for forgetting his name and memory holding it right after he was all anyone was talking about on social media for weeks. What was his name? I don't know. Andrew Tate. Oh, oh. Yeah. I was like Myron Gaines. See, the fact that you forgot it just shows that we're victims of a psyop. Uh, well, I, I was going to say you ban him from the Internet and he's banned from my mind, essentially. You know, you've just been like intellectually controlled yeah so you know we'll, we'll see where it goes yeah andrew like, no I, but andrew tate does that thing where he poses with like a rental car yeah right it's it's like the hustle culture thing yeah there's some really funny videos about like anti-hustle culture which are all done to like really on ominous music and the general idea is like don't work hard it's not worth it <laughs> it's like the, the idea I mean, there is be something like, to be said the, for that the, the the idea is like there's a there's a good notion in the idea of don't get scammed 
uh, don't get scammed by people that are presenting you something that's very clearly uh, a fantasy. But then it's just it boils down to like, don't work so hard. You know, the world's going to end anyways in 10 years because of climate change. In a way, hustle culture (laughs) is also about finding the freedom to not work hard anymore it's yeah. all going towards the same goal yeah. have enough side hustles that you don't need to do anything anymore i worked very hard to get like uh inspirational finance quotes out of my instagram feed like that stuff just appears yeah. there it doesn't matter how much you don't click on i mean it. i like the meme ones that are fake no no even that like the the cringe <laughs> the sigma graphics, male the cringe graphics it's always got like an arrow pointed up like it's a fine like it's, yeah it's it's awful i hate that stuff or like uh warren buffett quotes and it's a quote from somebody who's not warren buffett but it's got a picture of warren buffett behind <laughs> I love it. That. also i want to point out that there's nothing i hate more than like when they just attribute a quote to a celebrity and just put like a twitter handle in a picture of them in a check mark as if that means that they said this quote it's like i've seen like 900 quotes that have been attributed to, to like keanu reeves that were said by like people from a completely different time by period. like gandhi yeah like, <laughs> like, 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 like yeah like keanu reeves once said they always say uh, so-and-so once said and it's just something they never like ever <laughs> said in their entire life i like i like i can't think of the example but there i like when the actual real verified account then comes on and responds is like i never said this yeah. and it's like you can see the original post and then the actual account uh, responding, and I'm like, that's that's. Yeah, we love a little fake news. Yeah. The original yeah. one I'm thinking of, it's like it's not a shame. It's not shameful to wear uh, off-brand clothes. You've got a family to feed, not friends to impress, or something like that. And they attributed it to like somebody completely random. And I guess it was Emma Watson, but I thought the Emma Watson what? was fake because it didn't seem like something Emma Watson would say. That you nothing's real anymore. It's all uh, fake. All of it's super fake. chats. Dane Font said, "My son." Yeah. Oh, let's are you Wait. his son? Uh, are you? Are you? Dane's I believe son? Uh, he's referring to me. I mean, I, oh. I think it's either. I don't know. You can be a son if you want, Brett. I, I'm older than both of you. I already so. called <laughs> you and Dane my dad. Yeah. Brett, so maybe. Man, that that was a. Kellen is your one. child. Oh God. Well, thank you, Dane. Thanks for chiming in. Regatan said, "Kellen, please play Elden Ring." This guy is telling everyone, everyone they need to play Elden Ring. Yeah, you know, everyone's trying to tell me to watch Lord of the Rings, too. But I saw a post early on that said no hate watching, and I'm not. I refuse to. Wait, isn't Elden Ring different? I don't know, but, you know. Elden Ring's a game, though. Can you hate play a game? It's it's that whole, like, medieval. They're going to hate me in the the comments. But it's that medieval thing. It's never really been too keen on it. Oh, like Elder Scrolls? Elder Scrolls, Elden Ring. Isn't that the one? Some people are really addicted to that. I will say, I think Elden Ring is, is that the Amazon game? Uh, Elden that, Ring? Yeah, or am know. I thinking of something else? Elden Ring's... The uh, Amazon Studios? I don't think so. Mm. Lord of the Rings is an Amazon Studios thing. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Potatoes for Seamus said, guess Kellen and Wesley are taking turns out of the attic. Yeah, we let we, 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 we take the lock <laughs> off every once in a while. We let one out at a time. We, yeah, we, we don't let them both out at the same time. That's that's chaos if you do that. <laughs> we, can't, we can't control them if we let them out at the same time. Tacti Platy said, how many parties for you two to wear Confederate bikinis? <laughs> At least it wasn't the... I, I think I'd feel more comfortable in the bustier than the bikini. Oh, that, okay. Just, saying. just personal preference. Just a personal preference there. Um, the answer is a thousand. Hulls and the Kid said, silencing the little guy isn't preventing the next genocidal tyrant like the Wokies believe. It's paving the way for the next one. Well, I mean, it, it, the funny thing is, like, in a not... I'm not comparing the two but i'm saying when you create the idea that you have to 
silence them and that just forces them to go underground and communicate elsewhere. The same thing happens when you when you cut off their payment processors and you cut off their uh, their where their ways of tra- you know transferring money from one place to another. They just have to end up building out their own economies and then we end up in weird ghettos of our own making where everyone's separate and we self-segregate because nobody's allowed to interact because we are not tolerant of other people's behaviors and ideals. Mm-hmm. Thousand Foot Deep End said, Happy Thursday, PCC crew. Welcome, Kellen. Thank you. Also, I want to point out that there was a comment here from High Voltage 75 that says, A thousand, don't tempt me. Oh, no. I meant a thousand parties, by the way. No, I think they know that. They they know that. Bad said, Me and Brett went to film school. Give us your money so we can put our degrees to use. Also, there was another comment that said, Didn't Brandon just uh, forgive your loans? (laughs) Do you want to make a film with Bad App? I, I, I'm actually kind of terrified to think what kind of movie Bad App would want to make. The machinations Bad, of his mind what, are an enigma. What, what, Bad App, what would your movies be? I, I feel like it would be like the, the, the weird um, like hot girl B movies from the 90s and 2000s mm. that probably had Tara Reid in them as the lead. Let us Let's know. Go. Center Conservative Mom 98 said, Okay, Brett, but Inspirobot makes some pretty funny generated inspo quotes. Made me some good ones about the Fed and reality. I recommend it highly. I might have to check out Inspirobot. That's, that's that funny. sounds terrifying <laughs> and, and not like anything that it literally sounds like the opposite of what I want in life is like inspirational. <laughs> like all like n- not just as bad, but get, getting pretty closer like an overwhelming amount of like stoic quotes from stoic philosophers, which I actually read that those resonate with me, but I still don't want to see. Like, it is 10,000. Yeah. Brett Dasvik 2022. <laughs> That's yeah. Basically, you know, eh, it's eh, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> all right. We're going to move on. And uh, Mary, tell us all about Jason Sudeikis. Yeah. And Olivia. Sure. Uh, the gift that just keeps on giving. We saw an expose interview from a former nanny of Jason Sudeikis and Olivia Wilde telling Daily Mail all about what it was like to see the couple break up in real time. And it's actually pretty sad when you think about the fact that their kids are involved. Five and eight years old. Yeah, and they're old. Like, they're going to remember this stuff. Yeah. So, uh, contrary to what Olivia Wilde has told the press in the past... Uh, that she broke up with Jason Sudeikis in early 2020. Uh, This nanny is claiming that they actually broke up on November 8th, 2020. And that's significant because it's after when she started filming Don't Worry Darling in Palm Uh Springs, California, alongside her then co-star and now boyfriend, Harry Styles. So... Keyword boy. (laughs) The nanny reported to Daily Mail that she watched as Olivia Wilde was talking about marriage with Jason Sudeikis as late as October 2020. Yeah. And then suddenly, as soon as she begins filming with Harry Styles, she moves out of the house and starts living in a hotel room in Palm Springs. Um, that doesn't allow kids. Weirdly but- enough, the hel- the hotel that she was staying in was called the Paramore Estate Hotel. Hmm. And that is the same estate that My Chemical Romance uh, stayed at to write Welcome to the Black Parade. There's I- a little tidbit for you. And also, we're going to get into it. I-, I feel like there's some extreme, like, um, pick me, pick me from the nanny here. 
I don't know if I totally believe that because I read through the text. And How old is the nanny? I need to know. We, we need to know. But she also said she's been nan- nannying for over 20 years. Mm-hmm. She, she's got to be up there in age, yeah, right? She, that's Initially, when I was reading this story, I was like, oh, you know, the poor, the poor girl. I honestly thought it was like a young early yeah. 20s nanny and then 20 year experience I'm like have, oh that changed my opinion on things to be in charge of celebrity kids i bet you've got to be a pretty decorated and nanny you, but you should also you a need decor- to know what yeah. you're getting you need your to know medals. what you're getting into yeah you know well, I'm yeah sure they well, have to have impeccable references from the other families that she she them. was with them for three years before she got fired um it's it's hard to like parse out all of the timeline but basically she uh witnessed all of this she was in communication with both of them but after olivia wilde left jason sudeikis texted her this she left she just left she left them wide awake sitting in daisy's bed that's one of their kids after shaming me for going to kansas and not wearing a mask they're wide awake. I'm in shock. This is crazy. She just left them. Took her salad and dressing and left them. Wait. I'm so sorry. I didn't see the part about shaming him for going and not wearing a mask. That is this the most is, yeah. liberal mental disorder thing I've ever Keep seen. Keep in mind, there's photos on the set. I'm pretty sure there's photos on the set where Olivia Wilde is the only one not wearing a mask. And yeah, for her and to go also, and shame Jason is ridiculous. Stories from throughout November to January <laughs> um, of this time period where she's out partying, traveling yeah. with Harry Styles all the time. Early midlife crisis. It's a, it does seem like she's in some kind of rich white liberal midlife California crisis. woman. But she's not even crisis. she's crisis. barely reached midlife. She's 38. She's not at midlife. She has no reason to have a midlife crisis Society. unless it's something she's imposing well, on herself. Hold on. It could just be the allure of Harry Styles. <laughs> Have you, <laughs> you, you know? I mean, so I don't look at him and see that. But in this expose, <laughs> their family therapist slash marriage counselor actually compared her draw to Harry Styles to a drug addiction. Oh, my God. Well, I don't know if any of these people have been addicted to, to heroin, but uh, let me tell you that no, uh, that you do n- no, no, no. And mm-hmm. I don't think that the, that's what this is. I think this is uh, a product of narcissism and a woman who thinks that the world owes her something. The claim from the nanny is that she was still in constant communication over text message and voicemail with Jason Sudeikis as she was on her romantic trysts with Harry Styles. And then would come which back. Which is really gross. So how old, okay, so how old is Harry Styles? He's like 26 Okay, something. okay. I thought he was younger. I guess, the, yeah. I know I know. there's an age gap there. Yes. Which makes, things even, makes things even weirder. Yeah. Well, a male director would have never gotten away with, I mean, maybe he would have gotten away with it, but like there's more attention definitely when a male director is in a relationship with a younger actress or any type of subordinate employee. I, I just, I mean, I, I think that that would be considered normal. I mean, I think that it, nowadays that would be frowned upon. But I it's think, frowned upon. But I think that for her, I think it's still a, a ma- uh, it's still an object of con- like interest to people. People are still find it fascinating. Like people are still talking about it. We're talking about it. They find it fascinating because if, there's some weird obsession in Hollywood right now with like cougars. Cougars. Uh, yeah. But but I do believe that this was a guy. If this was a guy doing this with a younger actress and there wasn't a claim of assault or something, I think we'd drive right by it. I don't think we would spend that much time on it. 
Sure. Yeah, but it's just more frowned upon and yes. asked, like post Me Too. We'd, be, we'd have to hear it's about the power It's not considered structure. okay you do, you because do, of power dynamics. You raise a good point because I think Billie Eilish, is, who's 20 yeah. years old, is dating like someone 10 years older, 10 years older as well. Jesse Rutherford. Yeah, with The Neighborhood. He's a yeah. guitarist, I think. But, but but what I'm saying is like I think that um, if this was a guy that we would just drive right by if there wasn't allegations of something. Yeah, uh, that's that's besides the point. Yeah. I'm trying to highlight that it's just psychotic that she's on the phone sending like text messages to her fiance at the time. Like, I love you. We can work it out. Making him think that they're still considering marriage, which, by the way, if you got engaged in 2013 wow. and by 2020, there's still only talk of marriage. What's There's got to be a, a deeper problem there because that's I, what I thought engagement was for. Never I, mind. How, I'm, I must be crazy, right? Then I do have a question. How long should an engagement last? I remember Ben Shapiro did a really good video about... Uh, it's got to be like a year at most. Shorter engagements. Uh, Make your relationship pre-engagement longer if you don't know I'd if you're ready. I'd say a year and a half. Just like if the plans are going along, like because some people want the winter weddings. That's some about planning a wedding. Weddings. But like, don't tell me you were planning you know. your wedding since 2013. Sure. Yeah, for that's right. And then you get two kids and then... Yeah. Well, because yeah. what, Daisy's six you, years you old, right? You have two right? kids. You live together. You own many houses together, I'm yeah. sure. Um, you've got just about as entrenched as you possibly can with this person without getting married. Just tie the knot already. But it seems like it was a one-sided thing that Olivia Wilde didn't want to get married. Because she's entitled and because she's a, because a she, woman who's been programmed to believe that she can have her cake and eat it too. Yeah, something the, like that. She gets to have the kids, have the career, have the man, but none of the commitment, none of the responsibilities because it is 2022 and there's nothing Hollywood women are yeah. allergic to more than the idea of responsibility. Well, I wonder if it's jealousy too because Sudeikis is on top of the world right now with his, um, with his show. With yeah. Ted Lasso, yeah. and I think you know I you know like, nobody. What did you think watch. of Don't Worry, Darling? By the way, I saw it recently. Hot, let's hot let's take. call him out. So yeah, I enjoy Don't Worry, Darling. Um, I compared. Have you guys seen Midsummer with yeah. Florence Pugh? I haven't. I thought it was very akin to that in a way, and it, it, it's just they are telling a story without revealing too much. Um, hey. A lot of people. Go ahead. Oh no! I when you're done, I want to hear your Florence Pugh. Uh, the conspiracy theory about okay. Pugh, I, I need to hear about and everyone in the chat needs to hear this conspiracy so theory. um no i enjoyed don't worry darling i think the ending was a little bit drawn out but other than that i think you know olivia wilde was was a side character she wasn't even like i mean know, i guess if you're directing it that's better than then being it would the make star. sense imagine yeah, yeah put yourself planning in on the being star. the star as was well, that so in florence Pugh's place really but oh, yeah. she wanted a younger actress that probably hurt her to her core to have to do that. I think, right. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. I thought... So, I, this, again, self-imposed. Self-imposed yeah. persecution on her part. Um, so the, the conspiracy theory, though, yeah, about Florence so, Pugh that I, I just heard for the first time today. Everybody so, listen. Uh, I heard know. it through the grapevine. Um, I think that all of this drama between... Because you know Florence Pugh has been beefing with Olivia Wilde. Yes. You know, that's, that's out in the open. I think it's because secretly, deep down, Florence Pugh is based and a huge Jordan Peterson fan. All right. Um, and I think Olivia Wilde can't stand that. 
She's like, how dare someone was stand like, up for themselves? You do in her dressing room, listening to a Jordan Peterson monologue. You do and remember. Olivia Wilde hears that and she's like, oh no, oh she's she's going down. But remember, Olivia Wilde based Chris Pine's character on Jordan Peterson. Yep. So she like, yep. so maybe at the height of like the Miss Flow stuff, she hears like, and, uh, and make your bed, and and I'm not gonna honor your you pronouns know, I don't, if you force me. And, and then she's like, not on my watch. I've heard that, but you know. No, I, I, like I said, I saw the movie. The, the Jordan Peterson references. It's she, only it's the obvious. cartoon character exactly. that Olivia Wilde thinks. Jordan yeah, she Peterson has never is, seen her deranged brain. An actual Jordan Peterson video because, it, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's. I'm like Jordan Peterson. Where obviously, you and know? then he had to respond to it, and he like broke into tears almost. You know yeah. the 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 best twist would be Jason Sudeikis pulls his life back together through the help of Jordan Peterson. So here's the bombshell story from this interview. It's after Olivia Wilde has moved into this hotel. She comes back to their house to make a salad in their family kitchen. And she's making it with her special dressing that she always served for the family. I don't buy for a second that she had a special dressing that she always probably it's just such she a just Hollywood. made it up on the spot. Yeah, she such, found it on Pinterest or something. It's such a Hollywood that fraud. <laughs> it's such a Hollywood slice of life piece of bullshit lie. That's not like real. Chrissy Teigen having a cookbook. And not it's like, I don't real. think you cooked for a day in your life. All the anything that sounds like oh my god, isn't that such a crazy story? They're just like us. Bullshit. You know how I said that Meghan Markle doesn't look like she's able to boil water. Same oh thing God. for Olivia Wilde. <laughs> Olivia, well, like same thing for Chrissy Teigen. Actually, like she's like the hardest part of acting is any scene where she has to cook something. She's like, what is it? She's like, it's like a wick. Anyways, you know that's so funny. She- <laughs> so you, so that's actually hilarious because in Don't Worry, Darling, there's a scene where Harry Styles just cannot cook. Yeah, like he's burning. Every- he doesn't know how to make mashed potatoes. Oh, like that's a scene in the movie. So maybe it's true. Incompetent males who expect so, women to do everything for maybe them Olivia in a domestic <laughs> battleground. Had a had an incident with mashed potatoes. She's just like I hate it when he was like he tried to make her mashed potatoes once and totally failed. Just picturing <laughs> a dramatic fight where she throws mashed potatoes at the wall and it splatters everywhere. He's like, oh my hair. <laughs> Sorry. All down the front of his suit <laughs> with the big with, with the his big, gigantic big collar. collar yeah. his, his scarf too. His poof- <laughs> Or he tried to cook with that collar and it got in the food. No, no, in the dishwasher. (laughs) Oh, good heavens. Oh, good heavens. The garbage disposal. Um, So anyway, she's making this salad and this special dressing in the kitchen. And Jason Sudeikis reportedly starts filming her with his phone. And he knows that she's making it for Harry. To bring over to Harry. It just sounds so fake. You know what this so sounds like? So he's like berating her in their kitchen. And then once she's done, well, she she's like, you're scaring me, Jason. You scare me. And he's like, if if I'm scaring you, then why are you leaving me alone with our children? Is this going to be Johnny Depp and Amber Heard 2.0? I because feel like that they're, they're trying to make Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie the next. So, this will be, so that's, it's it's uh, Brangelina 2, Electric Boogaloo, <laughs> and then Sudeikis, uh, Wild, uh um, this time it's personal. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. Part three, this time it's personal. So then she tries to get in her car with the salad and with the dressing, and he lays down under the car so that she can't back out of their driveway. And they just go back and forth like this, in and out of the house over and over again. 
And then eventually she goes back inside. The neighbors have well, to have a ring camera. Well, eventually she actually did leave. Yep. She actually did leave, but they she was late for her Thank date you. with Harry Styles. Apparently, well, um, if, if you look at the picture of this guy, he looks like a dude who would get left so that she could go on a date with another dude. He does. He, he looks like there's the picture of them like cuck. oh here it is down the stream like why does he have an old Pentax camera around his neck? That really it's so annoying you off for some reason. It's so annoying. <laughs> like, I he, mean, he I don't looks, know anything about Jason Sudeikis, but he also seems like he is going through some kind of midlife crisis as she, well. She seems evil, and he seems like a dude who wouldn't know how to handle evil. The nanny said that he started drinking heavily once Olivia Wilde left, and uh, when he knew that she wasn't coming back. Uh, originally, by the way, her excuse for moving into that hotel room was a COVID outbreak on the set of Don't Worry Darling. But that literally was the last time that he ever, like, saw her. The COVID outbreak be t- being, like, her and Harry Styles just boinking yeah. for hours on they're, Yeah, they're, pa- <laughs> they're the patient zero of yeah. that set. Exactly. <laughs> so he starts drinking heavily and having emotional outbursts at the nanny whenever she texts Olivia. And then eventually she's like, I can't do this anymore. Um, and then one night he gets drunk and kicks her out of their house and they put her up in a hotel and fire her permanently with no severance pay. Yeah. $719 a night hotel. Jeez. Yeah, for for a month. So I guess she had some time to reflect on what happened, but no severance pay. Um, that's why she came forward. I think she just well, feels you know, she's like, gonna have a hard time. You know, like we we, we mentioned, you know, you got to have some good credentials and some good references if you're gonna start being a nanny to celebrities, especially world famous mm-hmm. celebrities. Yeah, word you of know, mouth is everything in that world. She's gonna have a hard time getting right. a job after this, in my opinion. She's but she thought she was, and like she told Daily Mail, she thought her career was over anyways because. She didn't get letters of recommendation from either of them, and she thought that she was going to get like blackballed by them. Remember, uh, remember the body language test. This isn't quite that, but he's looking very longingly at her, and she's very not interested in him. I'm just saying. Right. And are, <laughs> how are the green lines in this? Yes, I can't. I, yeah, he's definitely leaning more. A little bit diagonal than, yeah. there, Jason. Uh, yeah, oh, yep. Yeah, his and then even oh, Harry no. Styles. Is the green lead. lines are abysmal. She is. She is apparently uh, a rock, and everybody else has to lean on her because <sighs> uh, I don't know what it is about her that's so likable. Because she seems like a very unlikable person. Her looks. Uh, she, I mean, yeah, but still. Like, he's he's a famous celebrity. You can find a girl with looks anywhere, one that doesn't treat you awful and try to use it's your true. kitchen to make mashed potatoes or salad for, for your uh, for I don't know. Board. It's a sad situation because of the kids being involved, obviously. Yeah. And Jason Sudeikis and Olivia Wilde offered a joint PR statement after this interview oh, came yeah. out saying... As parents, it's incredibly upsetting to learn that a former nanny of our two young children would choose to make such false and scurrilous accusations about us publicly. Nobody says scurrilous ever. Except for PR reps. Yes. Write, ghost writing talk your like, statement for you. Talk like human beings. Her well, now 18-month guys- long campaign of harassing us and loved ones, close friends, and colleagues has reached its unfortunate apex <laughs> 
We will continue to focus on raising and protecting our children with the sincere hope that she will now choose to leave our family alone. It had everything but the word synergy. Well, in it. you right. know, and the screenshots of their text conversations are in this article, and it's some of it's like word salad. Yeah. So it's hard to believe that this is how they speak to each other on a daily basis, and then they come out with such a delicate, sta- yeah, eloquent statement. Just it was perfectly obviously crafted. very a very chaotic situation. That's why you can never trust anything that they say. Right, because like the the reason people buy the drama and don't buy their statements is because the drama sounds chaotic and real, whereas the prepared statements seem fake and planned. But now, Brett, you also car. brought up that Jason Sudeikis left his first wife for no, I don't know if that's true. Olivia Wilde, according to according to uh, Wikipedia, they divorced and then they started dating a, a month or two later. One of the comments in one of the Daily Mail articles posited that he left his first wife for mm. Olivia Wilde. I can't. They said say they're both narcissistic cheaters, as is Styles. And if this is the sort of lifestyle they chose, this is what they get. Then nobody loses but the children. True. Do they have Wilde's last name or Sudeikis? I. Probably already know probably the wild to that. because oh, I guarantee, that's if you're legally like they're not married. Yeah, if you're not married, the kids are legally belonging to the mother. She choose or at least the names that are put on birth certificates have to be chosen by the mom present. And that would be scary if it, like I would be like, oh no, what if he doesn't get to see his kids? But she doesn't want to spend any time with the kids anyways. Right. Like, she doesn't even want to talk to them on the phone. She claimed that when she was in this hotel room, she didn't have signal to call the kids. <laughs> she she literally hit him with the with the and then texted her nanny saying, um, "Wow, they have a, a no kids policy at this hotel. It's so stupid. I've never heard of that. I'm Guess sorry. I'll have to wait until later to see them. It's funnier if they just didn't have that policy and she just lied. And oh, this is this is the right? juiciest part. Uh, Jason Sudeikis found out that she was with Harry by looking at her Apple Watch text message notifications on her Apple Watch that she uh, left behind at their house. So who's at fault there? Is it Olivia Wilde for uh, being silly and leaving an Apple Watch or should have Jason not gone snooping? Snooping I mean, on her Apple Watch? He knew something was up. Yeah. He even said that she, somehow he knew she busted the first move on Harry Styles at some dinner party the cast was having. So he must have known like something was up. Imagine working for 20 years as a nanny only to have annoying Olivia Wilde and beta Jason Sudeikis be the one to bring you down. <laughs> oh, it's all man. a very unfortunate situation. Well, listen, no, nobody, sure. nobody suffers more than the kids. Well, do you remember the, um, I don't know if this, I think there was uh, a lot of pushback, but apparently Harry Styles uh, spit on Chris, Chris Pine, Pine too, on oh. the set and everything. It's like everything that she touched was toxic with that movie. Yep. You know, so it's not just her home, yeah. the home life. She's just kind of creating chaos every everywhere she goes. She seems like walking chaos everywhere. She's she just is. similarly crazy to the rest of Hollywood, but worse at hiding it. I think it's like the um, it's like uh, if you if you run into an asshole in the in the morning on the way to work, then you probably ran into an asshole. If you run into assholes all day long. You're probably the asshole. She's she's likely incur, incurring like the wrath of all these people. She's like, why is everyone so mean to me? Why is everyone so awful? No, maybe you're just awful, and everybody else is just reacting to the fact that you're awful. And you said, by the way, she released her special salad dressing recipe recently to respond to this scandal, and it's just so rich comparing 
that to her comments about like, wow, I can't believe people have time to pay attention to tabloid drama. When you she, pay attention to, to ta- tabloid drama about yourself. It affects your bottom line. Enough to give I would everyone love, your salad though, dressing for recipe. For her to come out with like her own salad dressing and start selling it. Her own cookbook. A salad yeah. dressing cookbook. Like, or, or you know what? Better yet, Sudeikis's salad dressing. He should do it. Should do oh, it. yeah. He should do it. Take back the narrative. It was, we find out later that it was his grandma's recipe that she stole... Yep. And used and claimed it was her own. And there's a trial. Sudeikis on trial. So ridiculous. I mean, but things have to be so bad for you to like that be the straw that breaks the camel's back. Like salad dressing. Like you see someone preparing salad dressing and you're like, oh, my God. Like she's going to cheat on me. She's cheating on me. She never. She made me that salad dressing when I cheated on my first one. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be cool. Wait a minute. (laughs) Uh, yeah, so so yeah, poor poor. Uh, actually, no, poor kids. Sudeikis, Sudeikis sucks. Uh, and clearly, they both suck. Yeah, everyone uh, in this situation sucks. Maybe this is like for me. Like I like stories with like very very like clear delineation to like what it's supposed to mean. I just see stuff like this and I'm just like ugh, social and societal rot. Just yeah, awful. It is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, Brett Pre- Dasovic, twenty twenty two. That's when I run for office. It's like, well, it's it's like, gonna be are you going to raise ta- taxes? Maybe, maybe not. It is what we'll it see. is. It is what it is. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> let, let's go. Let's before we go, we should pray for one thing. That's the children. Hopefully, the children yes. turn out okay. Yes. All right. We've got a super chat from Yesh that says, "Always the groomer, never the bride." <laughs> Wait, what? Is Sudeikis a groomer? Sudeikis is a groomer. According to whom? Convincing reality that. said if a man left his partner and two children in order to run off with a yeah. pop star turned actress 10 years younger, he'd be lambasted by the masses. I mean, I feel like those stories don't even get that much play anymore because Hollywood doesn't give a crap about family anyways. That's I mean, true. Adam Levine got a lot of heat for his <laughs> Does he have kids, though? Yes. He, yeah. He his, they do. His wife was pregnant at the time i think is oh, still pregnant wow. at the time that this was all happening and they have another kid who's school yeah. aged so so remember like when, when a guy do, when, when a girl does it it's empowering and she's just not settling for less because yes queen slay wham in power but when but a just guy does definitely it, keep him as a live-in fiance on the back burner in case the harry styles thing doesn't work out he's uh he's just as much to blame as his awful fiance do you take her back no, hell no. End it. Self-respect. Have a little self-respect. Bad App said, set in the year 3045, Keanu Reeves and Nick Cage are buddy cops. Tom Cruise is trying to take over the world with his femme fatales. 80s montage. Let's go. I like it. Let's. This is the movie Brett wants. It, uh, like I said, I was just I watched Collateral last week. Tom Cruise is a bad guy. Tom Cruise could try to take over the world. I'm here for it. Bad App also said Fast and Furious 1920s with hot rods and hot flapper babes. What about 1950s okay. with like malt shops and Americana? Yes. Oh, they go to like the drive-in. It's basically Fast and, and Furious like, Grease edition. Yeah, yeah. yeah greasers <laughs> doing drag races along the street. You know, that kind of reminds me of the plot of um, Bonnie and Clyde. They had a, <laughs> it's not brand new. Maybe it's a few years old at this point, but they, you know, they rebooted that like they do with everything yeah. nowadays. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's what it was. A lot of high speed, high speed chases with those old like hot, uh, rat rods and everything Dude. like that. 
Maybe we get like a guy's like as like re- repayment for like all of the 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 gender swaps. We get a guy's version of Thelma and Louise, like Thomas and Lewis, <laughs> or Charlie's Angels. Drive the car, yeah, Charlie, Charlie Angels, and it'll just be <laughs> it's just three dudes. <laughs> they call me infidel. Said at that point they're the nanny's kids. Yep, more uh. than theirs. Yeah. Um. And the nanny was even saying that she wanted a chance to say goodbye to the kids, and they didn't let her. That is, I didn't even and think about that. And the kids are that. just going to think they got abandoned. Yeah, it's sad. Well, maybe not, because every kid's got a, a tablet nowadays. They probably I see hope this they're not going on. iPad babies. Usually, actually, Hollywood parents are kind of litigious about that. Like they don't like uh, Kim Kardashian doesn't want her kids fighting microplastics yeah. they don't like technology around their kids they Ooh. have to play with like wooden toys and wear beige all the time it's and, like uh, hmm. the, the um, CEO of Pepsi saying he'd never let his kids drink Pepsi or the CEO of McDonald's saying he'd never let his kids eat McDonald's mm. the tech all the tech billionaires are like my kids don't have a phone are you nuts right mm-hmm. like they're, they're smart they're smarter than that mm-hmm Bad app said paranormal movie Patrick Swayze as an incubus. Well, the band Incubus plays in the background? Question mark. I would just bring it full circle. Um, he also said Operation Dumbo Drop Reboot. They did that a couple years ago. It failed. Dumbo? Dumbo. Huh. I think I might I have seen that. I remember that. Why did they make him so realistic? I actually, that wasn't terrible. That one wasn't terrible because they didn't try to change too I mean, much of my opinion. It's the same thing as Operation Dumbo they Drop. They can't. Race swap Dumbo, no. but that's not the same thing as Operation Dumbo Drop. Oh, that's okay, different, okay, it's different. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bobcat said Fast and Furious 1950s <laughs> is already a musical called Grease. I know. We said that. That's what I said. We could have Olivia Newton-John doing a bunch of gear shifting. We I think can... 1920s would be better. Yeah. Uh, I like Bad Apps idea. They would have to. They would have to bring Olivia Newton-John back with that AI technology, though. She passed away. Year, or last year so you'd have to do like a 1929 because people are back from world war one the depression's hitting so what better things to do than you know it'll mod really, cars and race them it'll resonate with our uh pre-recession anxieties <laughs> it's the world we live in guys all right so we found a survey here that says three in five americans watch a series or a movie just for the villain. Well, I mean, obviously, these aren't the people watching Marvel movies because nobody likes Marvel villains 98.9% of the time. Uh, I think that Thanos is actually a pretty good villain. No, but I'm saying he's the exception, not the rule. Thanos, Killmonger, there's like a couple of them. Uh, You could argue if if you wanted to convince to to include the Netflix series, you could talk about Kingpin or uh, the Purple Man in Jessica Jones, uh, Kilgrave. Uh, Those are good examples of good villains, but... These days, the, with the writing cool. of villains, it feels like they're intentionally written for us to sympathize and relate and with I'm them. And I'm over it. I'm over it. Yeah. They're saying they did they, that in the Dahmer series. They tried to, to be yeah. relatable. pull that even with, yeah, a real person who hurt real people and whose families are still alive and um, watching this. But, like, they even tried to pull this with Rings of Power. <laughs> Doing that, Sauron. like, gotcha moment yeah. with uh, Halbrand being Sauron. Discount spirit Halloween Sauron. When 
Halbrand actually wasn't even that likable of a character. I didn't find him awfully relatable or sympathetic look, to look, begin with. Let's go through some of these numbers. So it says more than half, 51% of TV or moving Ameri- uh, movie watching Americans always or often root for the villain. This is where, again, I ask the question, are we the baddies? Are we the bad guys here? We're rooting for the wrong people. In a survey for, uh, of 2011 people, uh, three, uh, three in five, that's 60%, said that they, they watch a series or a movie just for the villain. Three quarters of those who watch movies or shows also noted a villain can make or break either. I'm actually kind of not in that camp. Like, if the, that, that depends on where the focus goes. Yeah, if, it's a, if the movie focuses a lot on the villain, then they can make or break the movie. But if the focus isn't heavily on the villain and it's very heavily focused on the good guy, then I don't need the villain to be as memorable. But it's an question of where the but director puts the attention Sometimes. to challenge a formidable good guy you need a formidable bad guy right not always i i don't know it's always because that's what i felt with most of samaritan the time, yes. samaritan is another one that comes to mind because that villain needed serious work yes and, he, he was bad and then the hero is an anti-hero because yeah. he's we found out that he was nemesis and he's like, I'm the bad guy. The so really, guy. even though there is a clear-cut good guy, bad guy story there, yeah. we still are given the bait and switch where we're supposed to sympathize with the villain in the end. And I find it strange and a weird like toppling over of uh, a previous ethical system. Yeah. You know? that's, a, that's always been my problem with Batman and Spider-Man. It's like they are going after just truly re, uh, reprehensible characters but then they just tie them up and leave them for the cops and I'm like come on like that's the charm of it you gotta you know this guy did some terrible terrible like how many times did the Joker get captured and then released yeah. just to do more carnage you know and it's like Batman you should have taken the Joker out a while ago no that no because yeah. then the idea is that you're responsible for your own actions you can only do so much it doesn't make him judge during executioner uh, isn't there one um, Marvel series maybe Hawkeye where he has like a no kill policy. Um, I would I say can't that's stand that. Generally, I if mean, it was that, I, also, I don't know if I'm remembering correctly, but I think he had like a no kill policy for his adversaries. And I think that's stupid. I also want to point out that anybody who thinks that, that Tumblr didn't kill a bunch of cops or people on the road, whenever Batman rode the Tumblr, you're, you're nuts. That thing, <laughs> people died during those road chases. Don't let anyone tell you differently. Not just Ben Again, Affleck. think of the cleanup crew. Christian Bale oh. as Batman killed plenty of people with that car. If you think nobody died in those building collapses. Uh, yeah. Oh, I also thought about Batman when, um, they they asked what you like most about a villain and yeah uh, I w- this is what i wanted to talk about next they said magical abilities the most high iq second which batman does have powerful tech batman has that many supporters what would you say i i would say that the, is that one of the big draws and me, then lots of money obviously has that high iq and Great tech is something that always works or just are genuinely people love stories about people that are really, really good at something. Like when when the show Arrow started, it worked because Oliver Queen was obscenely good at everything that he was doing, but he still had flaws as well. Right. But people love the idea of somebody who's really, really gifted at something. I thought the stuff (laughs) about Gen about Gen X 
was the most interesting. And that says that uh, Gen Z attributes this preference to, uh, to villains' complexity, while millennials could relate more to their backstory. And Gen X was just drawn to more interesting powers. There's something more wholesome about Gen X. Like, I just <laughs> like it when they got cool stuff that happens. <laughs> I like it. I, I want to mention, by the way, that this poll was conducted by Butterfinger, <laughs> oh, wow. the candy which was previously owned by Nestle, they're making their own supervillain called Robin Fingers. Which is a creepy name. And I, I don't like that. I always thought that the um, the promo for Butterfinger has been weird because they had this one character that was like a baby, like infant version of the nut. Like, who is the nut guy? What is his name? Uh, isn't that Planters? Is right no. Now, no, Mr. Peanut. Wait. It was Mr. Peanut's and baby. And they baby nut. Infant baby. And he yeah. was, like, on a Periscope live stream I saw. Yeah. And then I looked at the comments and they were, like, it was... <laughs> I don't even know why they were VTubing a baby nut, but, like, someone commented, cry, baby nut. I, I Sorry, I just that. felt like I had to get so, that off my chest. I think they, they introduced that. I don't know if it was last year's Super Bowl or the Super Bowl before that, but it was a Super Bowl commercial, and they it killed was. off. Yeah, or they either huh. killed off Mr. Peanut, and then Baby Nut was born. I was like, what are they doing here? Super and then, Bowl commercials suck these days, And after, by the like, way. a few weeks, a couple months, it was just Mr. Peanut again. So I'm like, were you guys what trying to... What was all the point of exactly. that? Exactly. And like, now, what's the point of Robin Fingers? Why is this guy relevant to, to us? To be fair, he does look like he might be on like the discount Kirkland brand Anonymous. <laughs> um, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> well, if it was discount Kirkland brand, it would be red and uh, it would be red and black, right? Sure, they, sure, they sure. The red line in their logo. <laughs> uh, results found like what you you said: magical abilities. Thirty nine percent can do the trick for villains. Uh, high IQ, thirty five. Powerful tech, thirty four. Uh, and then we get down to the part about cool powers. Forty one percent. Sinister voice is important. Like I said, let Tony Todd voice all your bad guys. Go back and listen to any clip of him playing Zoom in season two of The Flash. Uh, uh, the other good one is like, they, they mention uh, cool hair in one of them. Like uh, in the show Arrow, like I mentioned before, the guy who plays Ra's al Ghul, they keep calling him Ra's al Ghul in that, sh in that version of the show too, Ugh. was played by Matt Nabel. And he has this really like messy, like he just got out of bed hair in the first few episodes. And so it's lame looking thing ever and it's like finally like the 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 costume designer or, or like hairstyles woke up at like episode <laughs> 17 they started slicking his hair back and made him look infinitely cooler i don't cool. know maybe going bald is a better yeah. Yeah, origin story <laughs> to go to go against that um what's his name on the boys the one that does not have superpowers yeah. uh his hair is always kind of disheveled it's uh, you know? but it fits the depends character, on right? the character. I think yeah. I might be falling into this uh, villain craze because if it's a hero that I sympathize with, they have to have so selfish motivations for me to like them and not be like a Superman type of. I don't need them to be character. redeemable. I'm sick of redeemable villains. Just make them inherently no, no, evil. No, I mean heroes. I want oh. the. I I like when heroes have selfish like motivations. Yeah, and like might i mean maybe they'll change over the course of the movie yeah um but like i like when they start with something that's self-serving 
at least. Yeah, well, I, and there's for for the heroes, there's room for complexity there, right? Like, the, why uh, isn't there room for complexity in a villain? Do you? I just I don't care. I I I'm sick of redeeming villains. Let's just make them evil. It's, well, I think, do you think it's intentionally trying to like yes, topple our uh, moral values? So I got kind of, but I also believe that part of it's that they just um uh, maybe that could have been done right ten to twenty years ago. I don't think that the current crop of Hollywood writers has the uh, capability of doing that type of stuff right anymore. I, so I have to push back a little bit because when they actually made that independent standalone Joker movie and they showed the complexity of a villain, people fell in love with that movie. That's one of the most successful yeah. Yeah, superhero the, movies. That's or, the exception, not the rule. Would they? Sure, but how many super villain movies got their or how many villains got their own movie devoted to them? But it's also it's it's ba- it's his movie. A villain inherently won't be the focus of the movie if if they're the villain of the story. The antagonist is usually somebody second to the hero. In the sure, movie. you don't have the time to flesh that character out the way you would the hero, because more time is inherently spent with mm-hmm. the hero in that movie. Right, right, right. With Joker, and you were saying a TV show is more suited to a villain. Yes. Because they have more time to, f- to, f- to flesh fair. out that yeah, character. To build it out, yeah. I don't believe in the movie. You've only got so much real estate to work with that you don't have the time to flesh out that character in a way that also allows the hero to be fleshed out. Now, it worked with Thanos because you had already fleshed out the other characters in previous movies. And that movie really, uh, Avengers Infinity War was basically his movie. Right. But Thanos was also getting teased for yeah. how many years before Avengers that you know those movies came out what I wanted them to do is like this off topic but what I wanted them to do with Batman when they when they when Dane's favorite Batman Ben Affleck got to play Batman you know how much he loves that Dane he's probably in the chat right now talking about (laughs) how much he's probably talking about how much he loves it right now what I wanted them to do is to turn Batman into Thanos for the DC universe and only use Batman for post-credit scenes until they did a Batman movie like five to seven movies down the line so what you do is after Man of Steel you just show Batman learning about Superman's existence and show him in every movie post-credit scene in the Batcave building out technology to take on Superman and then you make Man of uh, uh, Batman vs Superman, like movie seven, in there. Right. In that one, he can be your anti-hero or your. I mean, he kind of is portrayed that way anyway, right? Superman's a Boy Scout. Batman is more in uh, of an anti-hero because he may not kill people, but he's definitely a vigilante. Uh, I, I don't think that they have the talent to do that with most things right now. Also, someone in the chat saying a Mister Freeze villain series. I was actually really surprised mm. that they didn't go with a Mister Freeze villain series rather than the Penguin one. That they're going to be doing for Matt Reeves, but the we Penguin won't. would be cool though because Mister Freeze would also be very cool. But the Penguin's got that mob yeah. kind of vibe going for him. They had the. Uh, did you watch Gotham? Parts of it. Gotham, yeah, that's it's quite good. Uh, did so you you villains more than heroes? I, I feel like you identify more with the villains than the heroes in most of the movies. Villains than antiheroes. Then antiheroes. Than I'm also kind of over the antihero thing too because that's just. Like the like the, the Punisher series was fine. Most of the antiheroes today are kind of supposedly that's. I mean, that's mostly what we're going to be getting from Black Adam, right? Because Black Adam was a villain mm-hmm. that's made into an antihero. Oh, by the way, guys, I saw a very good review from Jeremy Johns, or not very okay, very good, a little bit generous. He mm-hmm. Jer- Jeremy Johns gave it a good review, so we're hoping that we see a. I feel like people just want to contradict whatever Rotten Tomatoes critics are saying. At this point, right? No, Jeremy Johns is a is a unique case of he just he he is uniquely him, himself. He's not okay. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Yep. We'll see what it's. Do says. you know um, if you need to see any other other DC movies for Black Adam to make sense? 
I don't believe that that's. I mean, a thing he's at kind all of anyways. an outlier yeah. peripheral okay. character in DC anyway. He was he was supposed to be in um, in in the first Shazam movie because he's a Shazam okay. character initially. That's why their suits have the you know the similar look. Right, but right, then right. The Rock vetoed it because The Rock's got power because he's The Rock. He wants his and own. I, movie. I love his own Chuck movie. though. Uh, I'm, I'm Shazam was good. You like what? The ch- uh, do you remember who's the guy that played Shazam? Zachary Levi. You uh, like the show Chuck? Chuck. You and yeah. me. We that was a talk great about show. Chuck sometime. <laughs> Everyone should go watch Chuck. If you don't, if you've never seen it, that's that's one up there with the wire on the shows that I that I tell everyone to go watch all the time. What's it about? Um, it's about a guy who gets all of the government secrets downloaded into his brain. And oh, then, and then wow. John Casey and Sarah Walker are hired by the NSA and the CIA to protect him. Why they would put all their secrets into one person's brain, you never really find out. It doesn't well, really matter. Was it? I don't think it was. Um, I don't know if it was designed to like be downloaded into someone's brain. I think he saw like no, some kind of like propaganda video. No, that, it, was, it was. This the, is going to be like Owen Benjamin playing yeah. the head of NASA. It was called the. It was called the Intersect, and it was designed oh, yeah, to yeah, be yeah, put yeah, into yeah, someone's right. brain. Uh, and, and that's another example yeah. of uh, it's a show everyone should be watching it. That one's on HBO Max. There is this incredible scene where they stage a revolution at the Bymore, and John Casey, who salutes a picture of Ronald Reagan every day before he goes to work, comes in and, and they're like, "We're staging a revolution to take down the man." And he gets really excited, even though he's literally just talking to a bunch of dorks at an electronic <laughs> shop and says, I want in. It's like Geek Squad. Yeah. That's what it's, <laughs> the nerd herd. The yeah, nerd herd. Like, uh, they're like, how do, you know we, how do we know we can trust you, man? He's like, it's, you have to go it's watch like it. It's like Mr. Robot. Yes. That's uh, a great one, too. Um, Would you consider Ro- Mr. Robot uh, a villain or an anti-hero? Anti-hero. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I... I guess to me, I'm just I'm just kind of over the the gray area characters and stuff like that. I I, I long for more traditional story. No more nuance, no. says Brett. <laughs> well, with these types of movies, I just uh, the the current crop of writers don't know how to pull it off. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Let's go to super chats then. Bad app said, uh, "Oh no, I can't say that." <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yes, ask Kellen, did you ever find Bugs Bunny attractive when he put on a dress and played girl bunny? Oh, uh, no. What you're supposed to do then, you go, no. <laughs> it's a line from Wayne's World. Oh. From the movie Wayne's well, World. Well, um, it's not the same character, though, is it? It's, it's. Uh, but, but I don't know what female Bugs Bunny. She's in Space Jam, Lola. though. Lola Bunny. Yeah, it's, it's a Lola whole other it, it's, But that, what, what, what he's saying there is a line from the movie Wayne's World uh, that, uh, yeah. that Garth asks Wayne or Wayne asks <laughs> no. Garth there. No. And then he laughs really deeply. It's really mm. funny. Well, they're... Yeah. <laughs> Bad up said Keanu Reeves, Nick Cage, Batman, and Robin movie. <laughs> oh, Thoughts? my God. Goodness. Yes. Wait, <laughs> in that case, who gets to be who? I get. I thought I mean, it was Keanu Reeves as Batman. Batman. Yeah, for sure. and, and let's face it, Nick Nicholas Cage was almost Superman once in he, a in what? a uh, in no they, they, no they that did, can't yeah, work. They almost did a Kevin Smith Superman movie with Nicholas Cage as no, Superman. Well, he was basically work. Batman in. Uh, I don't know if I can say the word at the name of that movie, but uh, that kick, kick ass. Okay, kick yes. ass. Okay, so we can say it. Um, yeah, he was basically Batman in that movie, and I thought he played a great like. You know, generic Batman in there. I was also wrong about something. I saw something re- recently that says Chloe Grace Moretz is open to a third kick-ass movie if they were to propose it. Really? Mm. So let's go. 
I mean, they'll never be able to make that the way they made it back then. But I hope to I hope it's not like a prequel or some like side story. Like, do it the right way or don't do it at all. Yeah, you know. Well, they brought back what was it, Zombieland? After however yeah, many, it didn't hold up for me. No, first one undefeated though. They call me infidel. Said Bart Simpson will always be a part of Butterfinger. I don't know what you mean by that. Uh, my ninja said Brett, you're a gentle spirit and deserve what you have and to be where you are. You're authentic and wear your soul on your sleeve. I'm proud of you. You are valuable and appreciated, and I'm glad you're here. And Mary, put your cart back. Um, oh. I swear I didn't, like, my family didn't, my family doesn't watch this and, like, Is post this... stuff. I've no, thank you so much. That was, like, the nicest thing anybody's uh, ever said to me. Are you guys going to kiss right yes, now? Yes, we are. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. Uh, and, then, and then Hobbit says, Chuck was great. Yeah, Casey MVP. Yeah, when when they ask him like, uh, "How do we know we can trust you, man?" He's like, "Because the only thing I hate more than hippie and neoliberal fascists and anarchists are the hypocrite fat cat suits they eventually grow up to become." <laughs> That's based for 2007 when that when that came mm. out. When that when you were allowed to say that. When you were allowed to like, he salutes a he, he literally has a picture of Ronald Reagan next to a bonsai tree. He spritz the bonsai tree. Okay, but you don't really mean it's base. It's it's just, for for Hollywood at that time it's just not something you it's would hear something fun say. of him. Of the character? The character's is it never not? no, it's not. The 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 character's portrayed is just a mm. a really really awesome dude who just loves america no no I that's mean, what i would have assumed today he's a caricature yeah. he's a bit of a caricature but the whole show was a bit of a caricature like when you th- when you hear people do karate you hear Hi-ya! and like <laughs> weird sound effects that make it sound like it's uh the whole show is kind of a parody because it's like a, a weird uh dramedy from 2007 but that speech is like it's awesome you have you have to go watch that show everyone go watch chuck all right uh we're gonna move on and we're gonna t- uh, bts guys BTS is going to war. Oh, <laughs> yes, kings. <laughs> uh, BTS. So it says South Korea's move to force BTS to join the military will cause it to lose out on billions in lost tourism, merchandise, and cosmetics. Uh, That's B- not even an exaggeration. Thank you. It's um, it's like almost definitely they're going to lose billions of dollars because they contribute 3.6 billion to their economy each year that's as of insane. that's as of 2018 it's probably actually higher now i wouldn't have known who bts was in 2018 i would know who they are i would know have. who they are now right. i would have known who they are but i wouldn't have known like any of their songs or anything about them and now i do because it's just inescapable i don't really dislike k-pop but the fans scare me a little bit yeah they should they're, like it's it's the meme. It's just like if you it's like me getting kidnapped and it's a guy. He's like he's kidnapped in a car and he pulls his phone out and says, "I hate BTS." So he's like, because he knows that they will track you down uh, yeah, and find yeah, they're them. They're key logging. Yeah. <laughs> it says in 2017, one out of every 13 tourists who came to South Korea was because of wow. BTS, and in 2018, seven percent of foreign visitors, or about 800,000 tourists, came because the group uh, came because of the group, according to research uh, from according to the the research institute. I don't know which institute that is. Oh, Hyundai Research Institute. All right. Uh, it's estimated that 1.1 billion in consumer goods were exported from Korea were related to BTS, like clothing, cosmetics. Wow. Like, is there an American analog? 
No. I, I would say the boy close, bands in the nineties. Uh, and Spice Spice they didn't, for, they didn't for, make us this much money. No, uh, One Direction got big, but they weren't even American. Yeah, you know, they were English. So mm-hmm. Spice Girls in nothing. the nineties for Britain. No, because Michael BTS Jackson. is like a little bit state sponsored nationalist, yeah. and that's why it's a good PR move for them and also their military for them to get conscripted. It's supposed to be mandatory for all like healthy fighting age men in yeah. that country to do military service. And there were conversations for a while about whether they would get exempted because there are other artists, mainly in like uh, more like, you know, instrumentalists, like in orchestras and things like that. Um, who have gotten exempted from military service so that they can serve their country in that way. But I think they figured out it would be good for both parties if yeah. they ended up doing this. Oh, yeah. They're going to be on hiatus until 2025. But, like, imagine how many people are, like, going to see this and then enlist. It's yeah. going to be, it's going to make the first Top Gun movie look like a joke in terms of, Enlistment numbers. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, they, technically, they don't have to enlist. You mean like enlist for longer than just their conscripted service? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, think of like the good what it does for like na- like national morale. Yeah. To just be like, look at these guys. Like, it's just gonna be pictures of them. Like, yeah. It's I gonna can't be wait. so propagandistic, but not in like like the who can blame them kind of way. So, but I'm sorry, I I just can't picture like a South Korean military man like patrolling battlefields with earbuds in his ears listening to bts i just don't like yes they're gonna get people to Hmm. you know enlist in the military but just teenage girls that's what i'm that's what i'm wondering like uh, you know how i think maybe in their country it's less of a teenage girl thing though i don't know that but i would guess that they have a broader appeal thank you thank you thank you i think they might have a broader appeal in their own country to like to more than just girls yeah okay. but then like in the u.s it's more of a boy band phenomena um i think good for their uh what is his name i don't know the name of their president but like good for him for not exempting them because yeah i well, almost thought that he wow i still don't <laughs> think that they're going to be put in any danger well, why would you put them in danger? I don't know anything about like the geopolitical. Let's just say, like sta- like well, stance of South Korea, given that they are right next to North Korea. Let's think about what their value is to society. Is there value in their in their marksmanship, their ability to shoot rifles, their their understanding of tactical battle plans, <laughs> or is there is there value in uh, building a cohesive national morale and uh, getting people? Uh, to support their government. Right, and, so and, they can do their military yeah. service. They just do it in a way that's not on the front lines. And you can't undermine, like, if all males have to serve, you can't, you don't want to undermine that, yeah. right, as a as a government. So, <laughs> I, you know, I doubt they'll ever see the front lines. I'm picturing, like, the like who was big in 2001, Britney Spears, like, signing up to go to war in Iraq. Like, oh. We had the, we had the <laughs> yeah. who was the guys in the chat, who was the pro football player who gave up his career to go uh, to go serve, and then he actually ended up passing away. There's been a few people. There's been a couple of them. Yeah. Um, but that like that was a th- you know the, that was a big thing. Uh, it, I can't think of any celebrities here who would ever 
do yeah, that. Yeah, but it's not really chic in the West to be pro-military anymore. Adam Driver was in was a Marine. I didn't know that. Yes, Adam. Like, there's a. It's a. I'll, eventually, I'll go through like the the list sometimes of all the the people who've served in the military, like that are in Hollywood, and of course, ninety percent of them are older. Well, like mm-hmm. way older. Uh, like the Adam Driver thing is just kind of a an outlier. An outlier there. Yep. I just found this interesting. Pat Tillman, by the way, was the name. Thank you, yeah. Chad. Pat Tillman. Thank you. They have the attention. whole foundation now yeah. Um, yeah. because of him. I wonder if they're um, like what those solo endeavors are going to be. Because you're going to have a whole other job that supposedly you're supposed to do, right? Well, I think like any band, you've got a few of know. the members that are a little bit more popular amongst the people. So I think... So they send the less popular ones to the front lines. Right. I wouldn't know the difference between like who in the group is more popular than the Well, others. I know like one of them's a rapper, I think. Really? I'm pretty sure. Who's yeah, whatever their version of rap is, you know, like hmm. when it comes to K-pop. Um, but the, he's had a bunch of collaborations with American artists. So um, was he I, the one who went and met Biden, or was that all of them? They I think all they all, they they all, all did. Uh, do you yeah. think Biden? Uh, do you think he listens to BTS? I think he tried to sniff. I think he learned what BTS. BTS was the day that they came into the White House, <laughs> and then immediately forgot what they w- were as they left. I think he sniffed their hair. Oh, I hope not. I think he sniffed their hair. <laughs> who here was personally victimized by Joe Biden? <laughs> Raise your hand. <laughs> You've got Biden Bear back there. You may call him Mr. Fluffykins, but I call him Biden Bear. Right. That's going to be the pop culture crisis horror movie. <laughs> oh, oh, no. That would be a terrifying <laughs> horror villain. Right like Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, mm-hmm. dude. <laughs> uh, let's move on to Lana Del Rey. All right. Let's do it. She recently got carjacked by a super fan. Oh. No. Um, that's fake news. But she did get car picked. Is Someone... that the term for that? I don't really know. What's the term if someone breaks into your car, but they don't take your car? So it's interesting Mm -hmm. because she left her car and left a uh, book bag in there. And this person came and broke in and took just the book bag. And it had hard drives, her computer, and a camcorder, and a book in it. That's what she listed on, on Instagram. When she stepped away, they took that all like from her windows. And um, I couldn't help but think that it must have been a fan that did this. They're like, they because really they weren't mementos. interested in finding money in the car. They must have recognized who she was and wanted keepsakes from her car. She keeps like little nuggets of gold in the, in the, in the cigarette. This is, this is also interesting because I think... Uh, many, many years ago, before she was even um, all that famous, she had a laptop stolen from her where, like, she had tons of unreleased music on it. Thank you. Thank you, guys, so much. Thank you. She had tons of unreleased music on this laptop that got stolen, and now all of it is on SoundCloud, so it might happen again. (laughs) Oh, so that that was, like, it was unreleased songs and somebody released them? Yeah. So did she (laughs) scrap? Were these songs from this, like, project or did she scrap at those and like now this is this is all new stuff that got stolen now i don't know if there was any music on it she said it was family footage that was on her camcorder and i don't know what was on her hard drives um but you know if she's got music on her computer they might find it and release it somehow that's how her her first like wave of music got leaked that she made like a long long time ago and it's still out there you know, but it, I think it was a fan that did this because they didn't they didn't look for money. They didn't try to carjack her. 
Right. Uh, they must have recognized who she was. But where is this in L.A.? Yeah, which isn't a safe place to live, by the way. Right. And I think she probably <laughs> lives in unaware. a nice area. I mean, she it was probably, on Melrose. I'm not familiar with the streets of L.A. It's a big shopping district. OK. So, I mean, you hear about all the cars, you know, break, you yeah. know, people are breaking into cars left and right. They can do it in under a minute now, you know, and they just see a backpack chilling in the back seat. It was like Ice-T said, um, you can't wear jewelry in L.A. anymore. It's he too served, dangerous. He served in the military. Ice-T did? Yeah. That's yeah. so funny. What do you, what uh, do you serve as? Uh, let's see it right here. Bob Ross as well. Apparently. No way. That's yep. awesome. In what? Uh, Ice-T joined the U.S. Army and served four years in the 25th Infantry. He and huh. some friends were charged with stealing a rug, and he deserted <laughs> while awaiting hearing after the rug was recovered. He returned and received a non-judicial punishment. It was in the Army that Ice-T managed to make a little extra money and afford some musical equipment beginning his rap career. It must have been a nice rug. Must have, uh, if it was from Iraq, yeah. It would have been, um, yeah, you can't loot. <laughs> Very bad. The worst part of this story is that her book um, was when she was in the middle of writing and she was 200 pages in and she just had to remotely wipe it from her computer and she didn't back it up. Oh, that's uh, awful. Yikes. I wanted that book. Like, it's better. The, the, the better conspiracy theory is that she just didn't write it and she's just being lazy. <laughs> the deadline and this was how, <laughs> And this was how she's getting, she's explaining how they can't like make her give her advance back because she's like, look, I, I was almost done. But then somebody broke into my car. They're like, didn't somebody do that last year? She's like, it happened again, okay? And, and the paper shortage that the, Britney Spears is facing. It's a very with her elaborate, memoir. my dog ate my homework. Yes, that's yeah. amazing. I love it. <laughs> I like the idea that Britney Spears did the same thing. She staged an entire paper shortage. <laughs> she bought so all she the paper. Could catch up on writing her memoir. <laughs> she bought all the paper, which is ghostwritten anyway. Yes. Uh, so, so, are you a big Lana Del Rey fan? Um, not like a super fan, but I like her music. Okay. Yeah. Are you? Uh, I venture no opinion of Lana Del Rey. I don't know. I think she's cool because she's critical of feminism and. Is she? I mean. To the extent that you would ever expect. Like, she has some messages in her music that feminists don't, don't like. like because it's a little bit too brutally honest, I think. Well, they don't like much honesty, that is for sure. I read on her question for the culture on the show one time. Yeah, I remember that. that. Yeah. yeah. She said she's not not a feminist. Yeah. So I'm not a feminist, narrowly not, avoiding cancellation there. I'm not a feminist, but I'm not not a feminist. Yeah. yeah. What do you guys think? Like, is cancel culture just kind of dead now? Mm. If you let it, I mean, it really you can call on it a lot of things. Yeah. It's like people, like, like eventually we're at a point now where it's just like somebody said awful something awful about you on the internet. Like, is it really affecting your life if you're a celebrity? If you're a celebrity, you can't get canceled. Yeah. Basically, uh, well, it's if impossible. you're Kanye West, the bank can cancel you. I mean, that's mm. what happened. I mean, I'm. His, He's you know. an exception right now. I think. But it just shows that status does not protect you, you know, because mm -hmm. I, I mean, but maybe you're right. Maybe he is the exception because more know? ordinary people are going to get censored and debanked and harassed and fired from their jobs than any celebrity ever will be. I just wonder if like eventually like because the, the way they do it, right, is they say awful stuff about you. And then the first things that come up when they search your name on Google is just crazy shit. Right. Like, but that's like, only for. Regular people. Yeah, regular people. Who don't people. have a news cycle that can be... That right. can and cycle celebrities, stuff. like Candace Owens said, like a Kardashian, they have a media machine that micromanages 
what comes up when you search for their names. Speaking of the Kardashians. Yes. Speaking of which, apparently Kim Kardashian wants to make jewelry out of her mother's bones. Why? You ever like remember like like whenever I watch these things and there's like eventually like, there's like the kind of religious person who comes in the comments and says something nutty about how they're all demonic and evil. And then that's I'm like, that's not nutty. That's just true. And then well, I, I, I'm being generalizing here, but I'm saying and then I hear stuff like this and I'm like, it's kind of right, though. You know, I mean, this. Uh, yeah. Why is just think about this? Why is this the information that Kim Kardashian wants you to know about her? I know. Right. Because you know that it's intentional. She. Or having se- she, sex at the uh, uh, by the fire while thinking about your grandma. Oh, my God. Right. Like, why is that? Think about why is that the information that Kim Kardashian chooses to amplify in the headlines about her? Because she has such extensive control of how the, the media yeah. covers news about her. Why is this it? Does she want to seem scary and different? Yeah. Uh, and maybe, I don't, like... What is like what it. is the goal here? This is like spirit cooking level conspiracy <laughs> well, so out in the open. Rumor is Tom Brady's, I believe they're still married. His wife, Giselle, is basically a witch and has little totems for every time he plays a game and stuff. And, and that's why he's losing now? Um, yeah. Because they're, uh, yeah, because they're, you know, like this. They think his career is about to take a dive right, I think because she's of that. Stopped her she's going to start... You know, casting some curses. There's a really on him. great. There's a really great Instagram account called Florida Man, and it's just a dude who just makes memes about Florida and like the <laughs> the amount of crap they're giving uh, uh, Tom Brady about like sucking now that his wife is leaving him. <laughs> it's like 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 they won a game. He's and like, it's a self fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Yep. Sadly well, enough. But maybe that's maybe Kardashian similar to Giselle. Maybe they're just witches, like just doing little spells and hanging out at Bohemian Grove. So Kris Jenner had a hip replacement surgery recently and it showed on their Hulu show that after the surgery, Kim asked the surgeon for her mom's bones so that she could turn those bones into jewelry. Well, they, they, um, gross. Like, is there stuff that they, like, like you keep your cast after surgery? Some people keep their cast after surgery. I don't know if they do. That thing kind of stinks. L- Lydia said that she wanted hers when, when her cast came really? off and they wouldn't let her. Or, like, they ran away from it, ran away and threw because it away. Because it's a health hazard. Yeah. You know? He has to go into, like, the, the, the sharps bin or whatever. I remember I got my wisdom teeth out a couple years ago and they wouldn't show me the teeth. They're supposed to let you keep those, though. Not yeah. anymore. Man. It's a health hazard. They put in the, yeah. That's lame. We live in such a stupid, litigious society. I just think this is ghoulish, and they never tire of showing us how ghoulish they are, and they're not ashamed of it. Well, and then there's the this other headline about Khloe Kardashian wanting to get a mother-daughter boob job oh with God. her mom. Look, I'm one of those people, like, sometimes when we're doing this show... I think of myself as like, like I'm not stodgy. I'm not stodgy, but I read stuff like this and I'm just like, even if you wanted to go do that, why is there a story about it? Like, why are you talking? Because everything it? they do is a story. So they have to micromanage it. <sighs> and I just can't imagine what their motivation is for showing us this. Like, why is this what they feature in their highly curated public yeah. lifestyle? Or think about going back to before we go into this, but remember, think, remember about um, 
Machine Gun Kelly and and Megan Fox yeah. and blood sacrifice and and stuff for their for their wedding or for their wedding plans. They're like, it's just a little blood. It's not a lot of blood. It's not like we're bathing in it. That was different, I think, because they were just trying to be edge lords, and they're so cringy. In they're in midlife crises crises of their own because they're acting like high school. Like they're in a high school relationship. Jason, Jason Sudeikis is like, why can't I be going through a midlife crisis, crisis with my wife like MGK and, and uh, Megan Fox? Right. He's well, just jealous. I will say that's a little bit different, though, because you can kind of, that's kind of DIY, right? Um, <laughs> okay. Kardashian, she needs the help from a doctor and probably a jeweler to fulfill these wishes, right? Mm. It's cooler if she's actually just really good at gemology and she's just she works as a jeweler part time for fun. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Maybe it'll be cool, you know. Like I, but I can't I mean, imagine even if bone this is jewelry something you want to do. Wouldn't you keep it to yourself? Yeah. yeah. The same thing with the Megan Fox story. It's like, wouldn't you keep that to yourself? Well, and it's like Olivia Wilde talking about like, oh, I'm so surprised that people are, care about drama. Well, no. Sh- shit, because all these people do. It's is- the ultimate hypocrisy because they're the ones who broadcast their drama constantly and then we f- and then we come and talk about it thus we're, becoming we're part the of the problem our, the name of our show should be part of the problem <laughs> oh dave smith already has or that can be a yeah. special segment then yeah we're part, part of the problem of, yeah, we are part of the problem so she says chloe kardashian and chris jenner flirted with the idea of getting tandem breast augmentations following jenner's hip replacement surgery is there anything more uh, a more perfect sign that you're probably too old to care about this stuff than literal hip replacement like Yikes. that's that's actually like you a- gotta pair every like actual medical surgery with the cosmetic one to yeah. make up for it to make up for the fact that you feel old it's like, like getting a lollipop after you leave the doctor's office yeah. or a little dinosaur yep mm-hmm. Those, that was my favorite let's do it together jenner said k kardashian replied is that weird mother daughter boob jobs yes yes it's kind of weird it's weirder that chris jenner was the one that brought it up and not Chloe, right? Yeah, she was the one that proposed the idea to her daughter. Well, I mean, not actually, and no, she, because she's probably more desperate to feel young than the other one is desperate to feel close to her mom. Right, and she also has this uh, picture of Chloe's mugshot hanging in her office. God, that's the most because she said she finds it cute. It's the most rich person. This is just such a. This really upsets me, to be honest, because I- I've got a little sister who watches this Kardashian show on Hulu. And for her to be mm. what uh, Chloe being thirty something years old and insecure something. about her chest, what do you think that's saying to young girls all across America? Like, mm-hmm. come on! And then showing a family dynamic which is clearly so disintegrated yeah. and abnormal and maladapted, and portraying that as uh, the new normal. Yeah. I'm not okay with it. They're all just sorry kinda... if that makes me seem like a Puritan. I, I I kind of fall in the camp of like, sure, do whatever you want, but at the same time, it's like you wonder. See, I, I also wonder though because you talk about how like, what's that going to make uh, somebody that's younger think about their uh, about their body? But we also have like entire movements designed to make women feel okay with looking how they look. No matter what, anyways. but that's also a complete facade yeah. for the women who spend like six hours a day on a Peloton well, and want everyone well, else to you, feel really body positive. You want to talk right. about a cult? It's the Peloton chicks that are in a cult. Wasn't there some like scandal about Peloton recently? Uh, I know that Chris Noth 
who's like an actor, um, was like a spokesman for Peloton, ended up having like, uh, you know, Me Too allegations against him. And oh, interesting. To, and then they had to drop him, stuff like that. I think the treadmills were hurting people. And there was an <laughs> issue there too. Nordic you know? track is like, we're still superior. Remember Nordic <laughs> track? That was a thing. That was a thing. I don't uh, remember Nordic track. Yeah, because it, it was popular when yeah your parents were thinking about having you. Oh, okay. Uh, it's that long. I still ago. remember the Bowflex. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you need those. Uh, oh, okay. I remember that from <laughs> the infomercials I yeah. watched. It's always like this, this this sweeping shot on a dolly. It's like yeah, shoots by the guy who's like fake uh, sweating because they're just like spraying with or the water. the shake weight. Yeah. Oh, there there's a really funny. Oh no, I can't talk about that one. That's. It's too visual. I, I, have to able, <laughs> I have to be able to show it. It's a really funny one where it's, a, it's it's supposed to be like a fake ad like that. And it's just a bunch of like exercises that make the guy look like he's simulating various acts of sex. Oh. Very <laughs> it's, it's very funny. Uh, so, yeah, uh, this is like anytime we see something like this, I'm like social societal rot. We're falling apart. Uh, nothing matters. BTS is going Gosh. to war. And the Kardashians are, you know. I didn't want to end the show on a note like that, but I guess of, let's go to Super Chat. <laughs> well, no, I will question say, mark. I, I will say that th- this is kind of what happens when these become your idea of what uh, a well-adjusted family is, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's kind of like when was the last time you saw like a good. I mean, it's not even really them telling us that they're well-adjusted. It's them telling yeah. us that they're not, and it's okay, and they don't need to improve, and neither do yeah. you. Okay, I would like to ask a question. Like, uh, I watch a lot of older TV. I've been watching a show again called Rosewood, which was a 2015 show from Fox. It was a medical drama starring Morris Chestnut and uh, Jaina Lee Ortiz. And it's got Lorraine Toussaint as his mother in that show. And uh, her his dad, who is also a surgeon, uh, a medical examiner, uh, it has a really interesting family dynamic, but the family is still all sorts of messed up. They're, the mom and dad get a divorce. He's got health problems, but it's really, really well done in how much they all care about each other. When was the last time you saw a TV show that had just a generally well-adjusted nuclear family? I'm trying to think about it. Husband's there, wife's there, dad takes up, dad goes to work, yeah. also uh, helps with the chores sometimes. Oh, Maybe I got he forgets you. things once in a while and the wife gets a little bit upset but always forgives him. Uh, when was the I last remember time? I one Disney one. show, Good Luck Charlie, had that. Man with a Plan. Uh, it's got um, Matt LeBlanc stars in it. Okay. Not bad. It's pretty wholesome. It's a sitcom, It's and they've got their issues, but it's a nice, it's a nice family. Maybe, you that- know? When did that end? That I don't know if it's still going. I think it got canceled. Maybe that's you know maybe that's the reason it got canceled. Is there canceled. anything right now? No, I don't think so. That and was Disney for a long time has had a strange obsession with uh, portraying families where one of the parents is dead. Mm-hmm. Usually the mom. Yeah, it's the, a weird thing. Um, yeah, they kill off one of the parents. Everybody or both should, of them. Everybody could look yeah. up to Goofy from a Goofy movie. Goofy was a great dad. Yeah. Heroic, Um, single dad. uh, Johnny Derp says home improvement. Yes, that was the 90s. That's what I'm saying. Is there anything now? Yeah. Well, so Man with the Plan was like 2018, 2019. Okay. So, but I don't know if it got canceled or not. Carnell says Mm -hmm. Ozark. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Ozark, there you go. (laughs) Yeah. That's a a fair, like, I I just, yeah, Tim Allen. The beginning of The Walking Dead, maybe. 
it's just it's but it's the the point is that it's the exception now right yeah. it's not the rule and there's not you're not going to get a bunch of good examples of like shows where the the family's portrayed as a, a wholesome you you know like a wholesome thing to aspire to uh, I would argue, like, m- my argument would always been, like, I don't like to take the approach to, like, it's a big Hollywood conspiracy, and they just want to discredit the idea of the family. I think that if you're a writer, the idea of conflict and a less than, con- than, a less than traditional family is more interesting as a writer. But why is their only idea of conflict something that is dis like disharmony in the family rather than yeah. any other form of conflict that you could show in a story it could be a res- it uh, it could in a way reflect the real world right as divorce rates have gone up we're now raising writers who are part of homes where that's their life experience a lot of people praise a uh, quiet place for yeah. having a strong yeah. father figure uh character and strong family well they abandoned that after the first movie well but that was the point is that he sacrificed himself right. for his family I mean, the second one was all right, despite him, despite Krasinski not being in the same, like, role there. But, like, the, I don't know. Madam Secretary, which was a Taya Leone show where she's a, she's a Secretary of State, uh, Tim Daly plays her husband. They're actually a very, very solid family unit in that show. And they've got three kids. They've got the idealistic, annoying uh, older daughter. They've got the middle child who's kind of reserved. Yeah, that that would be an example of like I'm just trying to think of shows right. that I've watched, but even that was like 2015, and that's yeah, late yeah, yeah. Uh, on the spectrum of it. That show was actually really good until it went full woke I, in, you know, in the I'm, last season and like had Hillary Clinton on. She was actually on, on the show. The show. Oh. Yeah, it's really bad. Well, really I think, bad. there's nothing on right now. Not on like hey. ABC, NBC. Like I, you know, I feel like I spend all my time on streaming services, yeah. so I'm missing the few shows that are actually still doing like premier, weekly premieres on cable. You but know? that's totally irrelevant. Maybe why is that irrelevant to streaming uh, is completely taken over. Sure, sure, but I you know, we, eventually you will see after like 3 or 4 successful seasons like people start talking about it. You know, it's like, "Oh, it hasn't been canceled." Mm. So, I don't know. Like I'm what I'm saying is I haven't done my due diligence and A lot of people didn't know about Yellowstone until like season 3. Right. Um you could argue that Better Call Saul got no attention from the media and was on for a really long time yeah. and was very highly regarded. A lot of people thought it was going to fail. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I made a post about that the other day. I said, there's this weird pocket that you can kind of... Ozark kind of fell into that category, too, where you can, like, hope to, like... You get to get away from, like, the, the scrutiny that comes from the media where they get to tell you you didn't cast enough of this person, you didn't cast enough of that person. You want to shoot for, like middle ground uh, AMC FX and, and get to make your show without being kind of inundated with that right. backlash. And the only way to do that is to not look to be part of the superhero genre, stay away from that and just make your own stuff. But then to be successful doing that, you have to really put up numbers. You're not allowed yeah. to be artificially held up by the network because they don't have some social justice cause that they can use to market it. Right. That they can use, like, we keep it on, you know, sure, it sucks, but we keep it on the air because look at how inclusive it is, right? Mm-hmm. Those other shows, the ones that don't rely on that, either do it naturally and get no praise because they don't do it in a way that's ham-fisted, or they have to live and die on just how good the show is. Uh, and there's very little of that right now. There used to be a whole hell of a lot more. One yeah. that I've been looking into that I haven't gotten a chance of seeing that I heard started really well but didn't finish good was Dark Winds which is a Zon McClellan show, uh, McKernan show on 
uh, FX. Okay. Uh, and he's really, really good. But I have not seen that. But that one's like that kind of feels like a like a really diverse version of that type of show, right? Where it's not you know it's like a in the Better Call Saul realm of like it's not going to get the attention of these other right projects. So mm-hmm. maybe that's like that or that's what the old man was. The old man on FX that I watched with um, Jeff Daniels. Uh, good show, a little bit boring as it went on, but like definitely room for improvement if they did make a season two, but it's, it's no play from the media. Neither did the patient. Yeah. I don't know why that is. Uh, it's because it's not, it doesn't fit into the, the, the box. Of what a lot of people right would say that what they're pushing right now reflects people's real life experiences more than, uh, what shows about like wholesome yeah. families, like intact families, did in the past. So is it? A it's reflection? about reflecting your like people's, uh, the viewers' real life experiences more than instructing them on how they should live their lives. Well, I don't. I disagree with that. But um, do you think it was always that way? Do you think that's that, a common rebuttal? Is all? Do you think it was always that way? Right. So in the fifties or, or whenever Leave It to Beaver and stuff came out, it wasn't that they were instructing you to be that way. It's just that the people who wrote those stories were raised under a facade of a much healthier home. Not just a facade, a reality. I'm, I'm a reality yeah, of okay. that. And the, perhaps they did. Perhaps they didn't. What people would say yeah. now, yeah. even though they've never experienced that that time period is that it was all a facade and that I all that. of those shows were made um, to mask the abuse, unhealthy yeah. dynamics and abuse and addiction, whatever right. that was going on in people's families. No doubt there were dark things happening to people all throughout human history. No one is claiming that there weren't one problems. Of my... But like you, that also doesn't mean that you need to show all of that in our entertainment. One of my biggest complaints of things right now is there's this weird astroturfed like notion on social media where they talk about how every wife in the 50s was abused. Like mm-hmm. that's a thing where they like make memes about it uh like that men just like went around being, hitting women yeah, at yeah, random like yeah, what? Yeah. So <laughs> just didn't Would you happen. consider um the Scarlet Witch show? Would you consider that cuz they you know they joked I haven't on, seen WandaVision. Uh, so each episode is a different era of television. Mm. And so it goes like the first episode is black and white because it was like 1950s television. Okay. But she's got her husband who's, I forget the character's name, and she's got two kids. Mm-hmm. It's a nice little family, nice little nuclear family. But again, it's a superhero show. It's not about that, you know, even though that exists in the show. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, I, I really do think it's more that uh, the writers evolve with the times and they're just growing up in a time now where not only are the families falling apart, more common, it's more common for families to fall apart. Divorce is, what, over 50% right. now. Uh, or marriage. They don't even get married. Or they don't even get yeah. married. Uh, it's like we were talking earlier about what is it, like uh, somebody's having – Olivia Wilde having like a flower girl, like your daughter as a flower girl at your wedding because nobody's actually waiting for marriage to – to have kids. Yeah. It's just a different it's time. It's, mm-hmm. bu- it's a bummer. But I just don't think that you have to reflect all of the wounds in society in our entertainment. That's not always the purpose of it. What would you like to Sometimes see? it's just to entertain. Sometimes it's just to instruct. Sometimes it's a mix of the two. Sometimes, I mean, like, I just, I think of like a euphoria 
and you're showing things that teenagers these days generally don't even go through as something aspirational. I don't want to watch Euphoria. Like I, I don't either. It makes me uncomfortable. It's just literal high school teenagers like doing heroin and like getting R-worded. Like I, I just don't understand. I think it's also desensitizing the issue, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like when that stuff does happen and romanticizing it to to the audience they know is too young to know better. The real version would show a bunch of high school girls meeting guys on Tinder and a bunch of high school boys meeting no women because all the girls that are in their age range are meeting older guys on Tinder. That's what the real version would be. No, the real version would be that actual Gen Z teenagers who are in high school right now are... Socially isolated, anxious, social media addicted, yeah. porn addicted losers. <laughs> like they're not they're not doing intravenous heroin or like partying like the way they show on Euphoria. It's statistically the generation that goes out the least, has the least friends, has the least sex. Yeah, that's that seems to be true. I mean, I, I if it were those... really about showing the real gritty lives of real of the viewer, to be fair, something they I mean, can relate to, then it wouldn't. Job. Then they wouldn't show that. But that's all I'm saying. It's the yeah. rebuttal to what we're saying. Yeah, show something wholesome and like an intact nuclear family. The rebuttal is like, but that's not real life. Well, Euphoria is also not real life. Yeah. Right. So uh, what would you like to see? Uh, beyond just the nuclear family, uh, which I think everyone would like to see more of, and at least done more uh, thoughtfully in television, mm-hmm. what's something else you'd like to see them focus more on? Mm. I don't know. Hmm? Character studies. <laughs> I would like to see one-hour-long episodes of Atlanta. <laughs> on fx okay seriously no that's one of my that's one of my show uh shows that i watch that i i really enjoy and maybe the reason i enjoy it is because they talk about real stuff but it's shortened to 30 minutes yeah um but i don't think they overdo anything you've got the blend of comedy even though they're in stressful situations right you you've you've got the party the college parties that they go to which i think they do a tremendous job of showing just how like there's a joke in atlanta this girl has 30,000 instagram followers she'll never be able to actually understand reality like she has a warped view on reality and i'm like mm-hmm. I, I think that was really well done you know in i in the in the sense that what like like most people will never have 30,000 people that give a crap what's going on in their lives well no but this particular character they were talking about is was very uh up on her high horse right right um thought she was you know she was all that and uh she was crazy you know from the viewer's standpoint you're like oh my god this girl's unhinged like she's crazy but everyone in the show was treating her you know like she was a goddess you know and um they warned uh it was donald glover childish gambino they warned him they're like hey man be careful like you know it's not gonna play out well you know um but no i i I don't know i don't know we talk about what we want on this show so much and we never see it that Let's, I'm just tired of. Yeah, you know, I'm rewatching Lost right now. Yeah. That's how that's how Re, much there's like rewatching good is basically is. your only option that's, now. I mean, that's literally all I do. I don't watch almost anything. Asking I mean, for what we want doesn't work. They're not listening and we, they don't um, care. We review movies, but for shows and stuff like that, we're going to review Tulsa King when it comes out. But everything that I rewatch, it's just I rewatch stuff because it was made so much better back 
back when I was watching. I've been watching The Shield. I mentioned that yesterday, uh, and they would never be able to make that show today because there's a sense of like un like uncompromising realism with how they portray race relations in that show that you would never be able to do today. Uh, and honestly, one of the best uh, runs of a character where uh, there's a cop in the show who's extremely religious, who's also gay, who goes through some horrible stuff through like other officers just treat him just horribly. But then other character, you know, it, it's not done heavy handed. The character never looks for sympathy. The character mm-hmm. never portrays himself as a victim. It's very and it's it's kind of uh, th- there's scenes where they're going through like. Uh, sexual preference reassignment operation and it's just like mm. but they portray it as like this is insane like like it's it's hard to believe that they would be able to do that in a way now that would be good that wouldn't feel like propaganda and that's because i don't trust the writers today to do well, that the writers are out of touch but they're also lazy <gasps> oh right and, and somebody says hallmark tv shows traditionally have uh that's true that's a good point but they're not candace cameron good. burr is uh how do you pronounce her last name candace cameron Burr or burr i don't whatever know. it is she is single-handedly keeping the nuclear family together her and the Whatever her new station is now that she's Great no American longer, Family. Great American Family now that she's no longer with the Hallmark Channel. Mm-hmm. Yep. I bet. Look, let's be honest. The quality is not gonna be there. And that's okay. Fine. There's a there's a guy named Max the Very Good Boy on Instagram who does really funny Hallmark movie pitches. Everyone should go listen <laughs> to them. We're like, he. And it's Wait. Just, so there's a Max the Very Good Boy, but not. But then there's also a Good Boy Noah. Yes. Not the same. Why are there so many good boys? I have no idea. Ask they, Jordan they, Peterson. Ask Jordan Peterson. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's go to Super Chats. Hobbit said Chuck was great. Casey MVP. Yes, he was. Casey was the man. Potatoes for Seamus said Brett Lives Matter movie directed by Bad App starring Serge's feet. Wait. So, so Why do you guys want to see Serge's feet? That's weird. Wait. So let me get this straight. It's going to be a movie about me. In which I don't even get to to be my own foot actor. That's just wrong. I feel like you should feel honored that you have a foot actor. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I maybe we'll see. I don't even know if it's supposed to be playing your feet. <laughs> Dash Fortune said, "All the best villains can be written as an anti-hero. Doctor Doom, Lex Luthor, Magneto." Completely cartoon villainy falls short as it's rampant insanity at that point. An epic hero needs an epic villain. You're right about the context of everything you just said. I just don't trust. Uh, they're, they're a four out of ten when they're, you know, they're, they, they bat like a, a, a 150 or a 200 when they try to actually accomplish that in their movies. I would rather they go back to basics and try to just portray uh, simpler stories. Rigatan said BTS is going to come home with BTSD. Oh, no. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> that was good. But it, oof. <laughs> that was fantastic. You guys know what BTS stands for, right? Uh, no, actually. Bulletproof Boy Scouts. In Korean. I guess so. Yeah. Well, they're about to put that to the test. No way. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Hopefully, there's at least one like instructor huh. who gets in their face. I and thought says, it was like we're gonna find out scenes. just behind now. the scenes. That's what I thought, yeah. but apparently, no. It's bulletproof Boy Scouts. Some, some, at least one instructor is gonna get in their face and be like, "We're gonna see just how bulletproof you boys are." <laughs> That's what we hope. Bobcat said BTS will likely get uh, K 
AT USA duty if they even do have to serve? What is that? I don't know. But I mean, I thought we saw that they do have to serve, that they did decide that. That has been decided. Yeah, we discussed it before when it was still up for debate. Potato for Seamus said crisis party. Thank, Thank you, Seamus. You. Matt said... Also, I wonder if Potatoes for Seamus has a good uh, mashed potato recipe. For Harry Styles. For Harry Styles. <laughs> he throws <laughs> on the throw wall. throw at the wall. Dramatically. Potatoes for Seamus. Uh, uh, I still think it might be Seamus. Could be. Never know. <laughs> Matt said, like Captain America in the beginning of First Avenger. Yep. They Call Me Infidel said BTS might pull the Captain America move for recruitment and just be a morale boost. Uh, ROK Jr. enlisted got got treated like garbage a lot by older enlisted. Like they're, they're more useful for to the military as a recruitment tool than right. they are as actual soldiers. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Thousand Foot Deep End said Jimmy Stewart left Hollywood to serve during World War II. Mm-hmm. Hollywood was also a lot different. Yes. Back then. Crispy Leg Transport LLC said his last name was Tillman and he was killed by Friendly Fire. Yep, Pat oh. Tillman. Oh, no. Yep. I they did their own version of uh, on the show Bones that they did like, in a, like it's one of the few times they did like a uh, kind of like an inspired by a true story type thing where like you could tell that that's what they were trying to talk about in that episode. Uh, didn't really work. It was too serious for the show. Matt said 200 pages in without editor submissions. <laughs> uh, like I said, it Likely. seems like a scam to me. I think she just didn't write it. And she's like, oh, my. She tried the dog ate my homework one, but right. realized that dogs can't really eat computers. So she's like, oh, no. They well, stole it, it mean, from my it, car. It, it makes sense. You know, everyone else is getting their cars broken into in California. So why not her? Uh, sure. Bobcat says uh, K-A-T-U-S-A equals Korean augmentee to the United States Army. Oh, okay. I wonder if they'll use I wonder because you know the US and South Korea do m- joint military drills so I wonder if they will try to use BTS's engagement for the US military as oh. well <laughs> that's more controversial that's some globalism right there my friends oh yikes <laughs> global entertainment global government yep. get ready folks buckle <laughs> in <sighs> Matt said they're all demonic and evil yes, so true the Kardashians are absolutely demonic and evil Psyche said President Yoon is a conservative. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah, South Korea. Thousand Foot Deep End said, I hope the person who just walked by my open window didn't just hear Kim K wants to make jewelry out of her mom's bones out of context. <laughs> she, uh, yes, well, they put the lotion on its skin. Ugh. Or else it oh, gets God. the hose again. Ugh. Thousand Foot Deep End said, My mom made me keep my casts from my broken arm. He's like, I guess I that used it. to be allowed, but no longer. You're like, I don't want to. It smells like, keep it. It's a memory. <laughs> That's what you get for breaking your arm. <laughs> Matt said, didn't Tom Green save his ball or am I mistaken? I believe that is true. Yeah, he had a, he had a testicle degloved what? that had to be removed or something like that uh, and kept it in a jar or something like that, oh. if I'm remembering correctly. Why Jeez. would he keep it? Ah. It was the 90s, man. You keep everything. People were wild and crazy. Didn't you see Biodome? <laughs> Clint said, Howdy, people. Sorry I'm late. About the earlier topic of villain worship, I don't always root for the villain, but can't help it if they're played by Gary Oldman, except for in Hannibal. 
Um, Hannibal is in like yeah, Mads Mikkelsen as uh, Hannibal Lecter. Uh, very, very good. And then I never liked Hugh Dancy. I never liked Silence of the Lambs. The, I thought the sh- it was like not even scary. But the show is a good example. Way slow moving. The the show is a good example of a of a when I talked about like you can flesh a flesh a villain out. Get it? It's a Hannibal reference. Ha-ha. Um, uh, like you can flesh a villain out Ugh. further with more episodes and more time. Also, there's a lot of like weird kind of like erotic undertones between him and the male main character in that show that works really, really well within the context of that. Uh, it's a, the, the production style and the music choice and everything. It's, it's very, very good. I mean, I said I'm partial to villains, but Hannibal Lecter would not be one of not them one of that them. I would want to see, quote unquote, fleshed out in the TV show. But uh, that, 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 that. <laughs> The movie, I, I'm sorry, but the movie sucked. I'll say it. You had to be there. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Thousand Foot Deep End said Last Man Standing. That Yeah, that show. Yeah. The Tim Allen show. High Voltage 75 said, I humbly request uh, no more Kardashian segments unless they got abducted by aliens or something. That is all. Look, we just go where the pop culture news goes. And that's... Uh, We're victims of circumstance, really. It's, it's us you should be praying for, not the Kardashians. Don't shoot the messenger. Yeah, it's just us. Matt said, Crystal and Kyle uh, 24 with Rose McGowan was very enlightening in regards to Hollywood perspectives. Occultism and Me Too versus Time's Up, important listening. Okay, I'll have to look into that. I know Rose McGowan is since... That's a podcast? Yeah, like I I know that Rose McGowan has come out very heavily against what Me Too turned into. And Me Too turned on her. Yeah. Weirdly. Well, there's, you know, I don't even know what to call it, but the the whole mindset about, you know, with the Me Too is like, I almost feel like that's what's happening with kids now. Like, uh, and you're just like, you have to believe every kid, you know, no matter the kids know best for when... um, well, yeah, you, you, and you let your kid transition because they know what they're talking about mm. at the age of six. Right. But I, and I don't know what that like, phenomenon is. Like, listen and believe is. extended beyond just the conversation about Well, parenting like, is misconduct. kind of... Like, even any type of parenting is considered bad now. Like, you're not allowed to do anything to your kid that isn't just affirming whatever they, whatever they say. Somehow about the teachers know better than parents, parents. of their own kids now. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Potatoes for Seamus said, what's your take on MASH, the TV series, Brett? Hmm. I've never actually seen the show MASH. My dad loved... MASH Potatoes. My dad loved MASH. I know Alan Alda, eventually, the, the main actor from... I've Alan watched Alda. a lot of MASH. Have it's you? Like, Do tell us. Actually, it's good. Yeah. Maybe if I came back to it, I wouldn't feel the same way about it yeah. as before. A lot of people love that Because I watched it with my parents, as well as Monty Python, like other things like that. The classics. Um, but yeah, we just, and then we would never have another character like, um, oh, what was his name? Uh, the, the crossdresser. Yeah. I don't, I, like we can't ha- like we can't see characters like that. Not that way. Cause you yeah. can't make jokes about that. That's another thing that's really funny about like all the old network TV shows have at least one episode every year now. Like for, if, if the show came up between, oh, Three in 2017. Every year has at least one episode that is a who boy no go anymore. Yeah, well, due to either language, something to do with trans, uh, with, with a character that's trans or uh, a crossdresser. It's so weird. Well, like, it's like, you can't even say crossdresser. Anymore. It's all or nothing, right? Yeah. Like you've got shows like uh, like Euphoria, 
which is like couple everything goes essentially showing a basically a child making an only fans account right yeah. but if there's an innocent sitcom that makes one joke in <sighs> one scene it's done it's what, what what i attribute that to is like before the the rise of maybe cancel culture isn't real like may, maybe that you're not going to lose your job in hollywood for doing that but mm-hmm. that episode will never get made because uh, they know what the backlash will be yeah it. it's not really cancel culture if you never saw something to begin with that could get canceled they yeah. just don't make it anymore they don't yeah. say that comment anymore they and don't make that. that joke anymore i hate that because like i look i look back like i i was watching the first season of the x-files there's this very subpar episode called gender bender that oh my god you could not do today <laughs> uh and but i'm saying like oh, when gosh. it was made when i when i watch it i would contend that nothing being said or done in that episode was made out of a sense of malice it was creative it was a pe- different culture creative people going into the depths of uh, a world they don't understand to try and tell an interesting story that they will never be allowed to do anymore because they'll be too scared to go they'll literally be too scared to go there right because they're afraid of how it's going to be perceived by people that are not going to like anything they make yeah. anyway and, and i mean when you have all these roadblocks up how do you expect to be creative yeah. how do you really expect to put and create good work think of how many amazing stories haven't been told exactly because of those restrictions maybe that's why everything's a reboot it, yeah. it's safe yeah that's mm-hmm. I, I think that's pr- pretty you much know. the crux of it I'm just waiting for them to run out of things to reboot. Will never happen. It will no. happen eventually. There's a finite no, number because they will just keep rebooting the things. Will be They're going to the reboot yeah. the reboots. Yes. 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 No. <laughs> that that we're we're. I mean, we we've seen that already with stuff. Because new technology has come out, so we have to do it again. And it will be, it will reflect the times we live in. Yeah. <sighs> the message reimagined. Potatoes for Seamus said, I have a few recipes for different potato dishes. Do they go well on the wall, though? (laughs) And does Harry Styles like them? And can you mash? (laughs) All right. Can you watch mash while eating mashed potatoes? I probably have done that before. (laughs) Perfect. All right. Hey, man, thank you. Hey, thank you. Thank you, uh, Mary. Thank you, Brett. Let everyone know where they can find you. Um... I guess uh, I'll have to figure that out. You don't have to let them yeah, find you. Yeah. See, if you can find me, I'll congratulate you. <laughs> there um, you go. But no, uh, I'll, you know, like I said, I, I do the clips for Timcast IRL. So check out that YouTube channel um, tonight at 8 p.m. I've heard of that channel. I've heard of them. Mary, let everyone know where they can find you. Yes. If you want to see pictures of me, you can follow me on Instagram at Mary Archived. And if you want to know what my inane thoughts are, you can follow me on Twitter also at Mary Archived. One more shill for Daily Wire. Oh, no more shilling for no the more? day. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, we tried. Uh, guys, if you want to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram at Brett Dasovic for the show. We are here Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is noon Pacific. We are also on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, and Spotify. If you re- listen rather than watch, there are a lot of people that I get messages from that are very happy that we're uploading those episodes as quickly as we can right after they come out. So we will keep trying to do that. We are also on social media. We are on Twitter at popculture underscore show, Facebook and TikTok at popculturecrisis, and on Instagram at popculture. Culture Crisis Pod. We will be back with another episode tomorrow. We'll see you then, guys. Bye. See you.